No, my mom did message me. She met. Well, remember, yeah, so I, my mom came to the show. Hi, Joe's mom. You're awesome. Yeah. Hello. She actually might listen to this because she reached out to me. She's like, "Hey, how do I listen to your podcast?" I'm like, "Well, you know, one of the nine or ten ways I've showed you in the last couple of years." Um, so I sent it to her. So yeah, I think she's probably going to listen. So let's. Uh, I'm not really saying censor yourself. I'm just saying be conscious. Yeah. Because I, I remember some like about 30 episodes ago, I said something, and then you reminded me that Carissa's mom sometimes listens to this, <laughs> and I legit thought about deleting that episode. Did you really? <laughs> Fuck yeah, man! I was what talking about you? hand jobs. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom's listening right now. Damn it! <laughs> That's my favorite topic to talk about is hand jobs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry. You were just like Joe's in whatever like jerked you off in public. I'm like, well, this, and then I start going to this story, and you're like, man, I can't believe you told that story. Doesn't your like mother-in-law listen? I'm like, did you just set me up for this? Yeah. <laughs> I like how you recapped everything you didn't want your mother-in-law yeah, to hear just for your mom. I just to did hear. it again. I'll na- well, I'll, yeah, I'll give this a Yankee like, switch. <laughs> I'll give this. A, I'll give this episode like a wrestling-heavy theme, and my mom would be like, "I'm not into wrestling." Yeah, like, <laughs> so yes. she won't listen. The elbow drop from the top. Yeah. <laughs> well, now Derek. Now Derek's losing a fan, and your mom. So look what you've done. I'm not gonna lie. No offense, Derek. She probably wasn't gonna come on board anyway. But I'm very charming and adorable, and I, I like to shake hands and compliment. I compliment older women with, you know, good, pleasant compliments. Yeah. You don't call them lady. <laughs> like, hey, no, lady. I call them Mrs. Ma'am. Mm-hmm. They like ma'am. Honey. I say honey. Ooh, Honey's a good one. Okay. Baby. Okay. Honey. <laughs> Sweetie pie. Honey might work. Yeah, honey, my work. I've tried to call a woman a cream pie once, and I didn't realize what it meant until after. Oh my god! I was a little cream pie, and she's like, "Um, no." And I was like, "Okay, high school's gonna be weird now." Whoa, I don't know. You called her a cream pie? Well, I was just like, "Why didn't you just call her a blowjob?" I didn't know how to talk to women when I was fifteen. Oh, fifteen. Hey, hey, oozing, oozing sperm. Yeah, oozing sperm. Who's in my load? How are you doing? It's kind of messed up. Hey there, you little cream pie. Either I, well, it's weird because I didn't know the definition, but how annoyed she got at it, she really oh, she knew, knew the definition. Oh, she knew. So it's probably best we didn't see She's each like, other. How did he know? Yeah. How did he know? <laughs> Eighth grade was rough. Did Trevor tell him? Yeah, Trevor. That was the first conversation I had did with a girl. Trevor tell him? First conversation I had with a girl in high school. I was like trying to be funny and like trying to. Did have Mr. Game. Sanders tell him? <laughs> Her math teacher. I was like, was a little cream pie? And she's like, um, you're weird. And just walked away. And I was like, yep, private school's going to be awesome for the next four years. Like I'm so sick. excited. Well, yeah, Joe, we got a good guest on, too. Yeah, we do. We do. The man. We do. The myth. We do. The wrestler. We do. First wrestler. This uh, was this was like when Brian uh, sent this over to me. Because we've uh, we've had some, like, re- oh, we've always had repeat guests. We've had repeat kind of types of guests. We've had a couple comics, a couple musicians. But you are the first. We've had fighters on. We've had a couple fighters, too. Yeah. But you're the first pro wrestler we've had on. That's a very honorable privilege. Yeah. Well, mainly like, well, we don't know any others. Yeah, yeah, that's it's... great. That's perfect. I feel, <laughs> I feel you guys are setting the bar up way too high for me. <laughs> no, it's cool. I got a lot of questions because I want to hear about, obviously, the background, yeah. the stuff that you go through because, like, the – the thing that I've always, I think a lot of people have always heard, whether you're a big wrestling fan or not, is the, is is the the, the old adage of oh it's fake. But then the, the the other part that I think is finally starting to get some some steam is everyone's like it might be predetermined, but it certainly isn't fake. Like this, honestly, arguably, like when you talk about like like some of those like AEW or WWE wrestlers, yeah. I did not do well in school. The um. <laughs> The, the 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 toll that some of these things takes on your body are nuts. So I do want to kind of get into that too. Yeah. But first, so uh, we'll introduce yourself. My name is Derek. I wrestle under the name Derek Dillinger, uh, and I've been wrestling ten years locally okay. around Cleveland area. Uh, I'm king of the Midwest tri-state area. Hell yeah. All right. Um, 
Pittsburgh uh, Steel City Slasher. That's what I am. Damn. <laughs> Are you from here? Are you from around here? I'm from right down the street. Really? Uh, I'm in the West Park area, Cleveland. But okay. I used to live literally on um, Warren Road um, okay. in Lake, yeah. like five minutes from here. Did you grow up? You grew up here then? Yeah. No shit. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Because we partied together. We, we've we not partied. We've had some beers together. <laughs> me and Derek have been through. Uh, we've been through some shit. Mainly me. Well, and you're Derek's relatively. What there. you're about two and a half years apart. You're relatively close in like age. Two or three. Yeah, yeah. I'm, t- I'm about to be 28 in October. Yeah, so like I'm older than you. Damn. Yeah, you're only. Yeah, I know. I look older. I know. I He's like know. he just got back from the gym, and I was like, yeah, I didn't eat anything all day, and I just all. Oh no, all I ate today was <laughs> two sun chips, two little bags of sun chips, and a beer. Were they the orange ones? Yeah, yeah. Those are the best. Those ones. are the best, best ones. ones. Yeah, those are the best ones. Those garden salsa ones are bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I actually start hanging out with Derek because we have Steve Guy who is on the pod. Yeah, uh, I'm Steve friends Guy. with Steve, and then me and Derek uh, became friends, and uh, and then I just saw the first his, I I saw my first match of his. Like I, I saw him wrestle for the first time, mm-hmm. and it was fucking awesome. You were agile as shit in that ring. I was in the ring with like. Luchadors from Mexico that didn't speak English. Uh, Matt Cross, who's an American luchador who's been wrestling for 20 something years. Jack Evans, another 20 something year veteran. So I had to hang with these guys. Yeah. So it was like stressful. And then, like, I, you ca- I didn't even know you were going to be there. You guys caught me at the end. I was just like counting my money and yeah. in my wrestling gear still. <laughs> and Steve's like calling me. He's like, get down here. Brian's down here. What's to say hi to you? And I'm like, I'm. I'm not even dressed. I'm not even decent to come yeah. downstairs. You had blood on your hand. You're like, I dapped you up. You're like, I have blood. I was like, I don't fucking care. You had blood from barbed wire on your hands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I also pictured it was that he was like, Brian's down here. And you're like, oh, my God. It's like a famous promoter. That's and you get a- down there, you're like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Brian what? I was like, what the Fine. hell? Well, I'm already here. Is- it's not Brian Danielson. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. It's Brian Sternick. <laughs> no, but that, you were fucking awesome in that ring, man. I, I thought you noticed because, I mean, you were obviously like, you know, preparing for your match like during your end. Entrance, but I was with Kyle Honhorst, mm-hmm. uh, who's other Steve's friend, who's also on the pod. No, I, I actually I knew I saw you were there. You I saw just, me in the because yeah. re- I, I just I was just like I gave a thumbs up to yeah. <laughs> he was like being all like serious, and I'm just in the audience, and people are like booing and cheering, and I'm just like by the wall, and I'm just smiling with my thumb as high <laughs> as the air as I can, and he's still looking serious in the ring, and I was like, you did not break once. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> so were you so you're ten years in. Yeah. So how did you get? So, how did you get started? And like, is this something you always wanted to do, or did you just kind of just stumble upon it? Um, so I am an only child, and I grew up real, um, real weird. Like, I didn't know how to talk to people or make friends. So my dad felt—I think he felt bad for me. He took me to like independent shows around here, and like at that time, I was like, "This is sweet. I get to hang out with my dad." But then he like introduced me to other wrestling, like WWF, and I sort of fell in love with it, to where. I became really weird and obsessed with wrestling. So I used to, like, collect wrestling figures. I would, like, you know, make fake shows with these wrestling figures I had. And I always would say I want to be a pro wrestler. And then I went to school and I started saying that. And I don't know if you guys know, pro wrestling is not cool. So (laughs) I started telling people I want to be, like, Hulk Hogan. And they're looking at me like I'm a weirdo, like... Why do you want to wear spandex? You know that's fake, right? That's the that's the yeah. constant thing. Like you want a fake fight, so it's something I always wanted to do. I got a little bit older. I started dating a girl. She sort of held me back because you know the first time you get uh, first time you hold hands with a girl, you sort of fall in love to where you're addicted to that. So like I was, you know, a little bit whipped, 
to where I didn't know anything better. And then I yeah. finally broke up with her. And I was like, oh, this hindered me for a bit, so I want to be a pro wrestler. So I found a wrestling school, and I trained in a basement of a YMCA for like two years. That's awesome. <laughs> um, it was just me, <laughs> the wrestler that trained me. So I'd just go there, and I'd get beat up for like 45 minutes twice a week. And then I became a pro wrestler. It took me like two years to get trained. How, when did you start? How old were you when you started? Mm, 20. 20? Yeah. Okay. You, you went to the YMCA dungeon. <laughs> yeah, it was, dude, it was like an abandoned YMCA. So I remember walking in, and it, the promoter came up, and he's like, it's in the basement. So, like, I walked down the basement, and it wasn't down the first level. It was, like, a second basement. So it was literally a dungeon. So like The, <laughs> the base the, basement? Base basement. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel there was, like, rats and roaches everywhere. And just a wrestling ring, which was, like, cool because, like, I knew I loved wrestling so much the moment I went to my first training. I looked at the wrestling ring, and I got, like, butterflies in my stomach. As weird as it's It's cool, sounds, right? Yeah. And, like, I got in a wrestling ring. I'm walking around. And it's, like, it feels different as soon as you step in. Like, it's real awkward. So, like, I probably stepped in the ring through the bottom rope like a girl. And the guy who was training me probably thought I was, like, a loser at that point. But uh, it was He cool. was on last week. He, he thought you were a loser. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. Um, but it was cool. I trained like that. It was um, base basement of a YMCA in Elyria. So I used to have to drive, you know, like, what, 45 minutes, an hour away to Elyria every day. Or, ever, or twice a week, just to get beat up and then come back home. It's crazy what you'll do. Like, like you, you tell normal people that. And I say normal people because what you do is not normal in the grand scheme of things. Uh, but you tell, like, other people that just kind of work in normal jobs and not doing things like that. I mean, they get mad when they have to, like, drive to their accounting job an hour. They're like, this is ridiculous. And then to find out that you're driving to put your body through some pretty rough stuff and willingly doing that, you know, and I mean, it's that, that's how you know how much you dig something when you're excited about something like that. That's going to be very, very, very difficult and sometimes has a, a long road in terms of like, you know, kind of success and things like that. I mean, it's, it's, and it's difficult. It's a journey that most people don't take. Everyone wanted to be a wrestler at some point. I did. I saw a junkyard dog when I was a guy, when I was a kid. I thought he was the fucking shit, man. <laughs> so I've he never was heard so... someone get inspired by junkyard dog, which oh, is a dude. shame. JYD, bro. Yeah, yeah dude. I've... Junkyard dog. That was he was at the first. <laughs> he wrestling. was awesome. He was at a my my friend Ty and I when we were kids. We were really really that's we that we started getting into it too, and we went to several, probably four or five, because this is at the, when the Coliseum was around, and there were a lot of wrestling shows that would come through there. And we saw we saw Andre the Giant. We saw Bad News Brown. Coco Beware. Don't get me started on that, dude. Best it, drop kick in the game. But I'll tell you what, man. When Junkyard Dog came out, like we were pretty close to where they were coming out. Junkyard Dog was like this. This is where I was just like, because like Andre the Giant, he was there too. He was just really, really large. Obviously, Junkyard Dog was very big and compact at the same time. He looked like a car with feet. <laughs> like every like his neck. I mean, like his lats just went right into his earlobes. He was just this big, jacked dude, and obviously the barking was hilarious. And he would—he just looked like a dude that, like, if he touched you, it just—it would hurt just from yeah. like, just from just from like saying hello. Like, that's that power wrestlers have. That's yeah. what. He, yeah, that—that's exactly what it is. He looked like one of those guys that was just everything he did would be powerful and. Yeah, just I really, really he was awesome. He had the chain. He was the best. Yeah, that was my guy, and that's what made us kept wanting to keep coming back. Derek does a fucking moonsault. Oh yeah, I do want to. I do want to get into some of this. So, so of course. So obviously, you trained. You said you trained for about two, two and a half years Mm -hmm. before you had your first match. Yeah. Okay. So, what was the first match like? So, very first match, I learned in training um, that I'm kind of agile for being as fat and big as I am. 
Um, so you're a big dude. I mean, and I, I would say you're fat. You're hey, obviously thick, like a, with, a, thick with one C. Okay? One, one C. I, I would compare myself to like a Volkswagen like Beetle, like an old one. Yeah. I'm like wide. If Bam Bam Bigelow was in a popular, Volkswagen. Popular, reliable cars. Yeah. And you get punched. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I found out I was like agile. So I was like always wanting to do flips. So my very first match came through and, you know, nervous. Like I'll compare it to like having butterflies feeling like i'm gonna throw up so i go out out you know my music hits and it's like some generic music and i have like really crappy wrestling gear on so i got go out in the crowd i'm thinking it's gonna be so sweet i step out of the curtain there's five people in the crowd and these five people are like who is this guy this guy why is this guy out here so i go on the ring have my match you know my big spot comes up where i'm going to do my moonsault which is a backflip off the ropes so I spring up and hit the ropes, and as I push off the ropes, the rope snaps. Oh. So I don't flip. I push off the ropes, and the rope snaps, and my butt drives into the ring canvas. And the guy I was supposed to do the move with just picks me up, and he goes, pile driver, and he picks me up and then dumps me on my head, and that was the end <laughs> of the match. So my very first match, I had no offense or no, I had one punch or something, maybe a hit. The guy hit the ground. I went to hit the ropes to do a flip. The rope broke, and the guy picked me up and dropped me on my head. So that was my very first wrestling match. First match. And then you're like, and then right after that, you're like, yeah, it can't get any worse than that's that. Where, that's where it is. Yeah. Well, I guess. Yeah, you're that's like, good. hey, man, I got that first one out the way, and now you just keep going. Yeah. Comedy is a lot like uh, doing stand-up is a lot. There's a lot of parallels to comedy and stand-up comedy mm-hmm. and wrestling. Like like what you said, that's your first match. Like I, I was like, oh, man, I want to be a stand-up comedian. I did want to be a wrestler, but I was like, I'm too skinny. <laughs> like my arms are, sh- are spaghetti arms, so I can't. I could be a stand-up because I'm funny. First show, I was like, I'm going to do stand-up comedy. It's And it was like seven people, and everyone was wasted. And it was just the biggest waste of time. But then the second after I got done, I drank a beer, and I was like, I'm coming back next week. Like, Yeah, because it didn't stop you, Derek. Like, You were pretty much just like, yep, yeah, well, this is the first one. Yeah, I got it. You were yeah, like, you I'm get, done. You were just you like, oh, it's just the first one. That experience doesn't go, it wasn't the same thing you had, but, you're, but, but your thought is, I just can't wait to get back in there. Yeah, my thought was, I was like, this sucks. Like, this is like... I was so disappointed, and I take everything real hard. So I was, like, real disappointed in myself. Um, disappointed, like, in the wrestling ring, because, like, a wrestling ring shouldn't break. Um, so then I, like, went back <laughs> to the drawing board. I was like, this sucks. And, then like, I had a next show, which was, like, the next day, and I just didn't try my moonsault, so I just got beat up the whole time. And then, like, I start questioning. I'm like, was this two years worth it? And then, like, I had a really cool match, like, following the two first terrible matches I had. And I was like, all right, this is sweet. Can't, you know, like you guys said, can't get worse than this, so it's all up from here. So, I mean, I just stuck with the grind, and, you know, it sort of paid off for me here. Well, that that's an inevitable feeling, though. Like, the, the, it's it's not it's not just going to be up, 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 up until you where you want to be. Same thing with what Brian does. Like, even, like, if a comic comes out and just kills it, and I've seen people do their debut, and they were just like, holy shit. I was really, really funny. Mm-hmm. And then, like, okay, cool. Well, if you're going to stick with this, you got about 5,000 more shows behind it, <laughs> and some of those are really going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> it's you, There's going to be that point where you you have that, you know, because all of a sudden it's not necessarily fun all the time anymore, and there's some work, and there's some grinding. It's like other stuff. So I, I, I 
I think that's an inevitable feeling, no matter what. Nobody. I mean, the, the, the best wrestler of all time or people that are just starting out right now, they're not going to have every – I mean, you ever, I've, I do listen a lot to uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast because I think it's really good. Mm-hmm. Like and he has a very, very good podcast. I loved when The Undertaker was on Rogue. Just to hear those stories, like these guys that are larger than life and hear about them doing like these – like the show you described, like their first one, they're like, Jesus Christ, the first one I did. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to imagine because these guys are have been in our lives for 30, whether you're a avid fan or you're a casual fan or you just know who they are now, you know who they are. It's so weird to hear them say things like that. So when did you decide, you know, after a point where you're just like, okay, I'm just, I'm all in, fuck it, no matter, because you got a couple first under your belt and you have a good one. Is that when you're just like, no matter what happens, I'm in, just going? Roscoe, yes. shut the fuck up. The dogs are heckling. Every the dogs episode. are just telling me I suck. Yeah. <laughs> they're in every, every single episode I hear. No, that, they say it's know. us. It's not yeah. you. It's us. <laughs> they're, they're, like, no, they're like, this yeah. guy They don't sucks. like anybody. Um, I, knew it was, um, I knew it was inevitable um, once I got those first two out from under my belt. Yeah. To where I was like, this is going to be cool. It's going to be sweet, you know. I listen to a lot of shoot interviews of wrestlers talking. That's a little term of wrestlers talking about their lives and their traveling. And I was always hooked. And then, like, I sort of was lucky enough to get people to take me under their wing, and they sort of, like, told me, like, it's going to get better. It'll get better. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I stuck it out, and I knew right from there, like, this is what I want to do. Um, and there's obviously, like you said, there was some minor speed bumps I hit. Like, I sort of, you know, put wrestling on the back burner for a period when I was dating some girls. Which I shouldn't have did. Yeah, uh, they because, ruin everything. Yeah, girls ruin everything. They suck. Um, <laughs> Joe's married in context. <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't listen. <laughs> um, so like, there's it's that, and like, I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit later in my wrestling career when we get to it. But you know, I had people take me under their wing, and that's sort of what drove me to you know be all in on it. Yeah. I, did you ever do? Uh, you were kind of a you were a loner as a kid. Yeah, dude. I was an only child, so where like. I was a weirdo. Yeah, I had two sisters, but I was That's middle, so weird so because wrestling, weird yeah, wrestling fans usually are pretty together and not strange. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, not <laughs> it's so weird that you went the other way. Yeah, <laughs> but like, did you ever have? Did you did you ever have a trampoline like when you were a kid, or did you ever go to, like have trampoline matches or anything? Are we talking about fake wrestling on a trampoline? Yeah, I would have fake matches with myself. And like, yeah, I would do that too. <laughs> Like, I'm getting choke slammed, and I would jump really high. Nah. And then, like, I, like, I'm sure my neighbors were just like, what the hell is this weird kid doing? Yeah. Why is he talking to himself? Like, dude, I used to come out, like, of the, um, like, the, my door, and we had these bushes along the fence. So I'd come out and, like, hit a pose and be like, yeah! And I would slap the bushes. <laughs> like, like I would fans? slap <laughs> the fans. And I would slide into the ring and hit a pose. I took a... So Visualizing I, early. I like that. Man. I wrestle. I, I, this, is, this is fake professional wrestling. Trampoline wrestling. Yeah. I, was, I was, like, 11 with my buddy Chris. And we, like, wanted to have this insane match where we started in the... In the uh, on the trampoline, and then we went outside, and we got a ladder, and then we made a table out of, like, two things you, like, had to stick in the ground, and then aluminum foil, and I was, yeah, and I jumped off the ladder, because I was like, yeah, then you're going to move, because I don't want you to get hurt, you're going to move, and I'm going to go through it, and then next thing I know, I'm just on the ground, like a person that falls in Family Guy, and he's like, you okay, and I'm like, (gasps) no. And then and then I, and then we had it. We would have some good matches though. But also, we were eight year olds, <laughs> maybe well, ten. I just want to go back to this. So 
aluminum foil was the tabletop? Yeah, I just I used like two rolls of aluminum foil. Like I was like ten minutes. I just kept spinning it around. I was like, it's not gonna be hard, but it's gonna break my fall. <laughs> oh, it didn't. It did not do any. Thing. How mad was your mom? Oh, that used was, all the aluminum foil. Oh, she don't know. Oh, that was my buddy Chris's mom. Oh, I'm sure she was very furious. Oh, she knew. Oh, yeah. Plus, I was in pain. Like we played hockey together, so I was like, "Yeah, it's from hockey practice." Like they didn't. I don't think. I don't think anyone even knew. My my family doesn't know that. I, I could tell my parents. I'm like, "Wait, what? That's what you were doing at the Dermas the whole time?" I'm like, "Yep, we were fucking wrestling. We were going ham." We did the uh, the axe and smash from Demolition, the tag team. We uh, my buddy and I did this to his little brother. Where one of them would hoist them up, like almost like where their like waist was right here at the chest, and then one of us would jump off the bed and close on him. It was like it was the axe and smash demolition finishing move. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't fucking wait to do it. <laughs> he was hurt bad. We couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, you fuck some. We had up. we had to like the oh he was like his younger brother, and we were like it would be fun. You should wrestle with us, and we did that. He was hurt bad, and then we had to explain everything we did, and. We kept saying axe and smash, and that wasn't helping anybody. I was like, well, you see, he was axe, and I was smash. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck's wrong with him? <laughs> You're lucky you didn't show him a picture of him, because they'd have been like, why oh, are you guys yeah. portraying dominatrix men? Yeah. <laughs> they do. Do you no, know what they look like? Do you know axe yeah, and smash? they look like dominatrixes. Yeah. They were like a, a much... Yeah, it's like the it's like the Road Warriors. And if they were in the whips and chains. Yeah, the Road Warriors. <laughs> it's like the Road Warriors, but more Kiss. Yeah, it was very strange, but uh, yeah, we were really into them. Yeah, no, that was a because because when you're because I'm assuming you played with a lot. Yeah, you said you played with the wrestling. Action yeah, figures. I had all the wrestling. You had I, the whole ring. I like to call them action figures, not dolls. Even though my mom would be like, "Here you go, here's some more wrestling dolls. dolls. <laughs> go play with your dolls." Shut the fuck up, mom. She would say that in front of other people, and I would look at her, and I would just be like, Mom, why? Why are you, why are doing, you doing this, this Mom? Why are you doing why this? Why are you doing this at Walmart right yeah. now? Like, <laughs> I'm not buying you any more dolls. Yeah. Once, and I know you're going to ask me a question, but once I was at Kmart, and they had this, like, doll, like, this wrestling figure, and I'm like, sick, I can't wait to buy it. And I'm an only child, so I was kind of spoiled. So I went up to my mom, and I'm like, Mom, please. This is a, a Phineas Godwin. I need this Phineas Godwin action <laughs> figure. He has, he has overalls on, and he has a camouflage baseball hat look how sweet it is this is 1998 look how sweet it is and that's like, the look, selling look point look at this it has a, has a uh, uh, horseshoe with a chain like this is awesome mom and she's like I'm not buying it for you and I'm like why please I'm throwing a little fit and it back, like, when I think back now like this, she was definitely warranted to do this so she's getting all agitated agitated I'm trying trying I'm like I need Phineas it's Phineas <laughs> she grabs the Phineas Godwin action figure out of my hand she looks at it so for a moment I'm like I got it. Mm -hmm. And she takes the doll and she smacks me with the package <laughs> in the store. And she's like, no. And then she threw it on the shelf. And then I, I started crying. So I'm just crying. At Kmart. And, and, at Kmart. And my mom, she's like, I'm leaving. And then my mom leaves. But like, I was so spoiled. I'm like, I'm doubling down. I'm just going to sit here and cry. And I'm going to get this Phineas Godwin. And I'm waiting five minutes. Goes by. And all of a sudden I hear over the loudspeaker, Derek Klein... That's my real name. Sorry, I just spoiled it for everyone who's listening. <laughs> Derek Klein, your mom's waiting for you at customer service. Oh. And I'm so embarrassed now at this point because I'm awkward and I'm a loser little kid. Yeah. And so I'm crying. I just shuffle all the way out of the Kmart and my mom sees me and she yokes me up by the arm and drags me out of the Kmart. <laughs> and then you get in the car and she just screams at me. And then she must have told, I don't know how she told my dad. Where there was no cell phones back in 98. Yeah. So I get home. 
and my dad sees it and he pulls me out and he just starts whipping me and he puts me in the room <laughs> and I felt like I was in lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> when he started whipping you, did you think this was, oh, this is my first match? I was like, and yeah. like I, I was thinking, I'm like, I'm going to die. I'm yeah. like, Phineas Godwin is going to be the death of me yeah. right now. Damn, I'm jobbing out to my dad right now. <laughs> That's I, I, I played with I played with wrestling action figures probably till my freshman year of high school. I remember this because I would play with them and when I was in eighth grade, like going out I, I would play with them. Like with me and my buddies in eighth grade, we only went to like four it was like fourteen kids in our class. Yeah. So and it was like mainly dudes. I think it was like eight dudes and like six girls or something. Yeah. So we would all be at recess and like usually the eighth graders are all really cool. Like when you're in sixth grade, seventh grade, like man, the eighth graders are so fuck. They're almost out of here. They are so adult so as fuck. Cool. And all of us in still eighth grade, we're all sitting at the corner of like this thing. And one of us brought our ring. We each brought two wrestling action figures, and we're just being fucking losers. <laughs> like like mo- other eighth graders, in other years, like yeah, we're gonna hit on the babes. We're like not us. We're gonna we're gonna have a a triple threat match for the for the WWE title tonight, <laughs> right here at recess. It's gonna be a twenty minute match. It's gonna be amazing. I played with them. Did you play with them? I, you- yo, I played with them, and so, like, I used to write storylines in a notebook, and, like, I had all of them, dude. Like, I had WCW action figures, WWF, ECW, and I was, like, TNA, probably, TNA, too. when that came around, because I'm a weirdo, and I would yep. integrate all of them, and I would have these crazy matches. The cross-promotional like, matches. Like Rick Flair. What? Rick Flair is wrestling AJ Styles. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? And it's it's prime Rick Flair, too. Yeah, yeah. He has the purple trunks, Ric Flair. Yeah. He's wrestling prime AJ backflip styles. And you would sing the music. I did that, too. You'd sing the music. I'd be like, woo! I'd be like, coming to the ring. Like, just a fucking little loser. I'm going to double down on this and just and tell you how much more of a loser I was. I had a CD player, right? Yeah. So I bought these speakers, and I put them there, and I would play their music. Like, Stone Cold would be like, Psh! And I would put him on the entranceway, and I would be like, now under the ring, Steve Austin. And then like, I would raise his hands up. Ooh. <laughs> and, yeah. the, and, and now I feel this is making me sound like a loser, so I I hope uh, I hope no babes are listening to this. <laughs> well, you were a kid. You're we not also, a loser. Yeah, we don't a have kid. a very high girl listenership. Yeah. Uh, so you're yeah, right. We, we, have, we have people that listen in Florida from here. So Yeah, I that's mean, it. Just people in Florida we shit on. Yeah, and they're uh, like 35. They still like, cool. have that's to sweet. be. Yeah. <laughs> Joe's mom listens though, so I'm trying. Yeah, not, that's true. I'm yeah. trying not to be hated for that. Don't no, yeah, no, you're, 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 yeah, you're fine. You're yeah. fine. Yeah. No, I think she'll like you. She's like, oh my god, Joe used to play with action figures too. <laughs> you're thanks for, thanks for saying action figures. Yeah, dude, I was really into GI Joe and Transformers. <laughs> Did you ever have wrestling matches in between them? Yeah, I had Legos too. <laughs> I would make spaceships out of Legos. I, I would do that now if you put them in front of me. Legos are sweet. Legos were the shit, man. Yeah. I had a Lego briefcase. Like the, 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 that was a thing. Like every all I wanted was more and more Legos. I was building like armies with Legos. Wait, the, what the, a sad way to be like to set kids up for uh, inevitable sadness as an adult. It's like, yeah, you're gonna make this Lego briefcase and all this Lego paperwork. <laughs> just walk oh, I think my house. mom and dad were just like, just give them more Legos. They'll shut the fuck up. <laughs> but you're not a loser if you play. I don't think I don't even know if kids like. Like kids play with toys anymore? Do they? I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't. I'm not around too many kids. It'd be kind of so hard know. to get a kid to play with a toy now with all the stuff they have access to. Yeah. Now, now toys, you, toys are us's are closed. So yeah, that's, that's not even a thing anymore. 
and like wrestling. Now everyone's got like drones and porn, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and vapes. Yeah, and vapes. Can you imagine handing a kid a GI Joe, like you want to go play in the yard? Like, yeah, I'll just download some porn. Yeah, and play in the yard. <laughs> I can just look up a GI Joe themed porn on porn. Yeah, show. exactly. <laughs> yeah, but can, can, I don't think kids play with that because, like, ah. especially I I've looked at the wrestling action figures now. Like, I pass you you do I do the nostalgia thing when I go to Walmart. So I'm like, I want to see what action figures they got. I just want to see what's up. And I remember they used to be like Kmart. I think in two thousand four, two thousand five, they were like seven ninety nine mm-hmm. for like the regular ones. And then they had they had regular wrestling action figures. Then they had the um, the ones that you could like bend extra parts yeah, of their yeah. body. Yeah. And they were like probably like fifteen. Mm-hmm. Like those 14. wrestling ones. Now though, they're those like twenty five. Like those wrestling. Those wrestling ones were legit though. Like those weren't like flimsy shitty toys like those were good like, yeah. those were really i forgot what they were called they were those like are, or there, there were a couple there were a couple like toys that were like transformers were awesome but they were so brittle like you know they were you, stiff too you constantly yeah. want to keep changing them in from a fucking man to a plane and after like 15 minutes something <laughs> falls man, off <laughs> they were just flimsy they were shitty toys but like those wrestling ones were were legit the gi joe stuff was pretty legit too yeah, well, the GI Joe ones I remember because they actually did yeah, the the movable. They did have the, yeah. the GI Joe toys, the action figures, and then they had the dolls. Yeah, they had. Yeah, they, that's when they were dolls. Do you remember the wrestling figures? They were like LJN, like they're the big rubber ones. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, hated, yeah. I hated those. My dad bought me all of them from the flea market, so like my cousins would come over, and there was always a weird disconnection between me and them because, like I said, I'm a weirdo and I liked wrestling. Yeah. So my cousins would come over and they just break my stuff, and I remember one of them had like the King Kong Bundy one. And like, oh um, shit! You, that's the heaviest one. So I remember my cousins like would bully me, and so my cousin just started beating me up with the King Kong Bundy. And like, it's a big giant rubber action figure that yeah. sucks so bad. They're just the ones that were just, they were stiff. <laughs> yes. they were just stiff like plumpy ones. Yes, and I remember my cousin, and I can remember this vividly to this day. He's just standing over me, just hammering my face with this King Kong Bundy, and he's like, "We're wrestling, right? This is wrestling, right?" And I was just crying. And my mom finally came in and saved me. Yeah. And just King Kong Bundy, and I've hated those LJNs ever since. Yeah, I, I like how uh, uh, like doing all this stuff, like the, the childhood aspect of not not something went wrong, just the world was not in your corner. Yeah. Like like that was me too. Like I like doing comedy and shit, and even wanting to be a wrestler. Like I wanted to be in the NBA. I wanted to be a wrestler. I wanted to <laughs> do stand up. I, I picked the worst one uh, out of all three of those. Um, you could have probably been in the NBA, I think. I probably yeah, I did. I had hoop dreams, and I watched the movie Hoop Dreams, and I was like, okay, I'm not gonna make it. Nope. I am a I am a half Puerto Rican white guy who is six foot two. I am not. I I can barely dunk. I am not making it into the NBA. But yeah, Puerto you know, Ricans, it's not really a big thing. Like we just, I don't think they were even allowing Puerto Ricans in the NBA. No, they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> not so hustle. They're like white, black, and some of them Europeans, but Puerto Rican. Yeah, uh, the most no. Puerto Rican guy in the NBA we're gonna get is Jason Williams. <laughs> yeah. He's not even Puerto Rican. Um, but yeah, no, that's just it's. Uh, I don't think uh, the world is not on your side, and like you, you want to do wrestling. Yeah. You want to be a pro wrestler, and that no, that's dope because a lot of people. Well, it's also training. funny when you say like like you know the when you refer to yourself as the weird kid that like wrestling when you look at the fandom and the revenue that wrestling generates I, it's got to be more than some of these bigger sports it just has to be mm-hmm. like you can't tell me that that tennis generates more revenue than fucking wrestling you can't tell me the only one that might i mean obviously like public football and base, I, I don't yeah, but even basketball i don't think it can't generate that the, the viewership 
Because other sports, the viewership is going down. Yeah. It's going down kind of drastically. I think the NBA finally just saw last year an uptick, and it was because they had some new teams in the finals. Um, but I think it went down again this year because now it's the Warriors. Everyone's like, I fucking already saw this you show. Saw this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's the, the there's always a freshness with wrestling where there's always – and it's become global now. Yeah. I mean, again, like I mentioned about, like, how big some of it could get, how big some of the stars. I mean – if I'm talking about like the top ten like biggest movie stars in the last fifty years, you can't tell me The Rock's not in there. Oh, for easily. You know yeah. what I mean? And now you have one other ones like John Cena, who's not. I did, like Batista. It's, it's because Batista. I mean, fuck, even Batista has been in, in probably of, of of the top five grossing movies of all time. All time I think yeah. he was in three of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's yeah. it, that's crazy. You know, like that's when you think about that, like the uh, um. It's just how popular and, and just well-known it is. And everyone does. Everyone knows The Rock. Everyone knows John Cena. Most people are knowing Batista. I mean, The Undertaker. Yeah. If you're not even really... Everyone... everyone that dude knows. walks by yeah, you. Everyone, everyone knows, knows the Undertaker. Undertaker. Everyone knows who that is, even if you don't watch. Like, it's 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 like it's a transcendent sport. Same thing with, like, Stone Cold. Like, if yeah. you tell someone, I'm a pro wrestler, and they look at you, like, they always will think, like... Oh, um, mixed martial arts. That's like the constant thing they get, and I have to go, yeah. no, like Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan, pro wrestler. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah. And then the next question is always, is it fake? Fuck, I hate that. I hate that. I still hear it, too. Like, I'm not even a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a family. Yeah, I like wrestling, and there's always the one guy, you know it's fake, right? And then I got to explain it. But once I explain it, I'm like, no, dude, it's not fucking fake. These, you tell it to a pro wrestler. Tell him it's fake right to his face. Let's see what happens. Sometimes they're just like, when people, like, sometimes if I don't want to have the conversation, sometimes I get really offended by it. Um, but if it's, like, if we're out at a bar and someone says it and, like, I try to brush it off, yep. I'll just be like, yeah, you're right. Yep. Like, yep, yep, fake, the fake stuff. Yep, you're right. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I'll get offended sometimes and I'll say, like, this is, like I have a whole bunch of scars on my face from it. Um, when I met you, I couldn't sit on the bar chair because my tailbone was messed yeah. up. <laughs> oh, was that after the oh when the the rope broke? Uh, no, this you is went this first? is recently. So like this I, is like two months ago. Yeah, or like something. two months ago, I wrestled and I did like this crazy move off the top rope with another guy, and I threw him up in the air, and I land it, and he was supposed to land first to take the brunt of it, but I threw him up so high, I landed on my butt and his weight came down on me so i messed my tailbone up real bad and i couldn't sit in any bar stools or like uh bar chairs because they're wood so when i met brian i was just standing he's like why are you standing i'm like i think i broke my tailbone <laughs> and i had to explain it to him i'm like this is real weird yeah it was fucking fun. i remember that's fucking i was laughing because i was like holy well i wasn't like laughing i was like oh my god a fucking injured wrestler we're gonna go drink some budweiser's tonight <laughs> well like so as we're kind of talking about that it'd be a good segue so how do you train like how do you train to kind of keep and i mean how do you train in terms of keeping your body physically fit and then the recovery part almost seems like it's the harder part at times especially since i've known you for about 40 minutes and you've had <laughs> two tailbone injuries <laughs> um so i like this is a good segue and it's Do you want good. something else to drink you're welcome i think i think brian's bartending here yeah yes i'm good i got one thank you i appreciate you um so training school it's a good way for me to advertise the training school so i train every monday or every tuesday and every thursday at the uh, AIW Wrestling Academy, which is in the old school Iron Gym on Brook Park, um, and we have classes, and I'm one of the head instructors there. Oh, cool! So, 
I like to train. We train classes, and we teach the kids how to fall correctly, how to tuck your chin, how to land to where you can land on your back to where it doesn't hurt as bad. It still hurts. Um, how to throw punches to where you don't knock someone out for real. Yeah. Um, all the safe places to hit people. So we train people to do that, which is cool. The safe places to hit people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, can you show on Brian where those are? Uh, yeah. If, cool. If, well, we'll uh, do it after. We'll do it after. Yeah, after. It'll be a fucking uh, you promo. Just have, you have to take your shirt off, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, take the pants off, Yeah, too. I'll take my Fuck pants off, too. Do you, have, do you have a regular underwear on a jockey shorts? I, need uh, you to I got like, a bo- uh, the tight boxers. Can you w- wedge them up? Like, uh... Like so, it looks like old man underwear. Yeah, so it looks yeah, like yeah. I need that. So you yeah, look like I'll, I'll show the, the butt cheeks in the yeah, back. The butt cheeks, I need that yeah. a little bit. Just make sure don't open your mouth because the hair might fly in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so training's cool. I, uh, you have to callous your body, which sounds really terrible to say on a podcast. You have to just you know beat your body up to where it's just in constant pain, to where you don't hurt as much. I, I know what you mean. So, like, I've, I'm a little over seven years in jiu-jitsu, and what happens with your feet is because so many, or even wrestling, is so many times you dra- you drag your feet across, the top of your feet specifically, across the mat so many times when you first start, your feet get really cut up. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, it calluses up a little bit, and it's actually really, there's parts on my feet that I could stick a pin in, I don't think I'd even notice mm-hmm. it. Just because it's been just kind of done over so many times, it's kind of rough. So I, I, I do know what you mean. I mean, yours is a much more extreme. <laughs> but that's how I kind of relate to because there's certain things like certain like fighters sometimes will do that too. Tie fighters will do that. Yeah. They'll, they'll callous up like their, their the shins, shins a lot yeah. because the shins are just, they're, I mean, they're shin to shin, you know, hit sometimes. And normal people, when that happens, they'll fall. I mean, their shin will shatter. Yeah. You know, but like they've done it so many times, it's trained that way. It just it kind of like roughs it up. Yeah. Well, you're pretty much so like like uh, I mean, I th- I understand it, but the people that don't, so pretty much like when you say people learn how to take those, mm-hmm. the the uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but I believe the science is is so you could train you train your body how to take this pain so the first time yeah. you land on your back you're like ow but and then a hundred times later you're like it's not as bad you as learn yeah like that but you learn body control you learn you learn not how to, to fall properly your, fall it's yeah. almost like a, yeah. a, a lot, some people call it it's like a break fall where sometimes when you fall down your hands actually kind of slap mm-hmm. the mat so it's down sta- it sounds really loud and you're still hitting your back but yeah. you're kind of taking some of the impact away from your back because no one can keep landing on their back over and over again you're going to get hurt yeah but it, a, it, it takes some of the impact yeah away. it's a lot totally. of um it's a lot of a lot of hand slapping so it like it's like forearm back of your arms upper back like so you land upper back if you land on your upper back it doesn't hurt as bad uh, if you lo- land lower back it sucks yeah. i learned that from uh devon dudley took a spot at wrestlemania t- uh, 16 mm-hmm. or it was the one where edge speared hardy mm-hmm. devon was holding uh the titles in the ladder match mm-hmm. and he was up real high and when he fell he landed like right on the middle upper part of his back and i was like i remember i watched it my dad's like that hurts less because if you hit his tailbone, he's fucked. Yeah, yeah. You, but then the opposite chin- of that, if you land too high, now you're in your neck and spine. Yeah. So it's yeah. That's why the practice yeah, over it, and over again. It's also chin t- tuck your chin to yeah. your chin to your chest, yeah. upper back. So you have that like four inches. That's where you're not uh, going. But yep. like we have kids, I like I, I say they're kids, but you know they're we have new students who are like older than me that come in, and they try to fall, and it's no matter how many times I explain it to them. The first fall, you're not keeping your chin tucked. No. So that you're first fall, it, yeah. your head whiplashes back, and then you could see. Like, I have this weird thing where once I see it, 
I can see it in people's eyes, the thought process of, this sucks. I don't really want that bad. happening again. Yeah. And then I have to explain it to them, like, you have to tuck your chin. And then they do it again, and their head whiplash. I'm like, your, your neck will get strong enough to hold yourself, but you just have to, you know, listen. Like, you have to think about it as you're falling down to tuck your chin. Yeah. Um, so it's just a lot of training. And you train at, so, like, where you're training at, the AIW school, a mm-hmm. lot of big names have come out of that. Yeah, like, we, we have, like, almost the whole roster in AIW right now is through the school, like, between myself and Dominic Guarini, the other trainer, we sort of had a hand in training all these people. But, like, Johnny Gargano used to train there, um, and that's who trained Dominic. Um, so, like, we know what's going on. We have constant, like, big names come through that sort of watch our stuff um, and sort of help us. Like, last week, Johnny Gargano, who was just in WWE, came through to visit, and he was sort of watching the class and what we were doing to, with the kids. So it's, like, a constant, like supervision from people and we get a lot of critiques so like it's a good school um i think it's the best school in the area not just to hype myself up but like it's a good track record of people that came out that are good wrestlers well who came out so got johnny because johnny johnny's trained the school he trained the school dominic greeny's a big indie guy right now he's like uh, all over like you know all over the united states wrestling he wrestles in a tag team with another guy but another big kid is joshua bishop He's just a monster. He looks like Sid Vicious. How old is he? He just turned twenty one. No 22. shit. I, he looks older than he looks like a fucking man. He, he, <laughs> he's so when I met him, he was not jacked. He was just a scrawny little boy, uh, and then he started working out real hard. Yeah. Um. And you know he became Sid Junior essentially. Yeah. So he he is so jacked. He's pretty much everywhere. He's had a lot of uh. He had a couple tryouts. Yeah. So like, just he'll be. He'll be, he'll eventually reach the finish line before a lot of other people do. Yeah. I'll just say it like he's that. got he's got that look. You know, he does look a little bit like Sid. You know Sid Vicious. Oh yeah, big curly Gigantic blonde hair. Man. Yeah, yeah. I watched this. I watched that last that last main event. Holy shit! <laughs> the last main event was fucking wild. It, it was, was uh, Matthew Justice versus Josh Bishop versus Joey Janela, who was just an all elite wrestling. Yeah, and it was fucking awesome. It was so much, so much blood. Mm-hmm. I have never seen a match that intense and in, in, in like in person. It was fucking odd. You would have lost your shit, Joe. Some of the, well, the last one that I watched was with you when I was watching Daniel Bryan. And I, I remember, and this is kind of my next question mm-hmm. to you, but I remember the, the Daniel Bryan match when you and I were It was Iggy's. Kenny Omega. Yeah. We were at a bar drinking, and I was like, oh, my God, they're about to wrestle. Well, so they put it on, and so we started watching it. And honestly, and I, I did that, and this is why I, my next question for you is, I looked over at Bryan, and I'm like, how long has this been going on? And it was like 25 minutes, mm-hmm. and I know it was long enough. And I know I know matches because I looked it up afterwards because <laughs> I know matches have gone on like a fucking hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what I was just like, that's which kind of goes back to the everything they're doing doesn't matter. Again, you can call it predetermined, whatever. It's not fake though because everything they're doing, every fall, every move, every jump, everything that is. Joint impact, that's back impact, that's everything. Mm-hmm. Not to mention cardio for days, you have to have to keep doing these things. So my question is, what is the longest match you've done? So I I wrestled, like, I was just in a gauntlet for AIW, and it went over an hour. God. Uh, it was cool. Like, it was sweet. Like, the go-home of the match was, like, very heavy hitting. Like, the end of the match was just, like, super heavy hitting. And, like, it's so, like, cardio-driven. Like, Throwing big punches and chops at another person takes a lot out of you. So I just remember once we got to the end and I got like uh, the finish happened or the end of the match happened, I just remember laying there and I'm like, this 
sucked so bad. Like, it was awesome. It was one of the best matches I've ever had. But I was like, this was the oh, most, yeah. like, the most, took the most out of me, the most impact, the most ruthless match I've ever had in my life. Um, yeah. But, like, when you first start, usually you have, like, a match that's, like, six to eight minutes. Uh, but, like, I'm at the part in my career right now where I hate having matches that are just six to eight minutes. I want to have a match that's, like, 15 minutes. Yeah, you, you, you've done so much. You're like, nah. That's even me with stage time. Like, someone's like, oh, you're doing 10 tonight. I was like, oh, I kind of, I could feel do 15. That's what I was kind of kind of equated to that because you're like, you know, because I really start finding a groove, like, around, like, three or four you minutes. figure it out faster. Then I hit a sweet spot here, and then I want to finish strong. And you can't do that in six minutes or yeah. six minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have more. You have a bigger story to tell. Like I like, that's so like in wrestling. Wrestling has like a every wrestling match. If you watch, there is a recipe to it, um, and like I'm not going to spoil that on this podcast or tell anything like that. But there's a recipe to a good wrestling match, and I love matches that have a lot of action at the end. And it's like you said, it's so hard to squeeze so much action in six minutes. Oh mm-hmm. no, for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like the there's an old saying. It's uh, it's an old like southern thing because wrestling originated in the south. It's like you're trying to squeeze ten pounds of shit in a five pound bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the only time that that kind of worked for me as a spectator was when Goldberg was doing his run, watching mm-hmm. him just demolish people. Yeah. Because then it, be, it it almost became like the it was almost it was like kind of almost like Mike Tyson esque, mm-hmm. where people just were tuning where people were tuning in because they're going to watch someone get obliterated in, in 90 minutes. seconds a and it was Mack and it was gonna fu- take them through and the it ring. was cool you know like like i i don't know if you guys even remember if you're old enough but like when tyson fought michael spinks this was built up for like a, three years it felt like i don't know how long and it was 43 seconds something like that he knocked him out like three times and finally just finished him yeah and it was that like like tyson had this there's a couple that have had it, like fedor milianenko had the same thing it's and that's and it worked with goldberg because it turned into that mm-hmm. it turned into this just like what's gonna happen holy shit how quick is this gonna be god that guy's an animal you know it's yeah. just it's just really it that was really cool but then the other ones like the long ones that i've seen you know, also like when I was the Daniel Bryan one I was watching, I was so he impressed. Goes by Brian Danielson now. I don't think he's going. to I'm just call saying me this out. for the viewers, okay? If there, there's going to be a wrestling fan, be like, he's not Daniel Bryan anymore. It's Brian Danielson. Danielson. It's Brian Danielson. That's wow. his real name, Brian Danielson. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Like, no. isn't Sha- like Shawn Michaels? His real name's isn't his real name Michael Shawn? No, it's not. The fucking internet ruined it's it. Wrong. It, was, it was Google. His name's Ron. No, it's his name's. <laughs> His name's his Ron? Name's, yeah, it's just one word. It's Ron. It's just name's Ron, like Cher <laughs> or Fergie. Imagine Shawn Michaels comes up tomorrow and goes, just going forward, just call me Ron. He's like, what's up, Ron? He's Carl. like, who? My name's Carl. He's a spit tobacco. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no, his name's Michael Hickenbacham. Michael Hickenbacham. Have you met Shawn Michaels? Yeah, when I was a little kid. So, the segue back to me being a weird-ass little kid. <laughs> I used to wait at the airport for wrestlers to come oh, through, shit. and I was so, like, I would skip school, like, because I was like, school sucks. I would take the rapid to Hopkins, and I would just sit there for like hours, and I would like print eight by tens. And so like I, I was like a hustler when I was a little kid, yeah. so I just print eight by tens and like wrestling cards, and I'd get them all autographed, 
and I would sell them on eBay because I didn't want to have like a job as a little kid. Yeah. And uh, like, who wants to work? Right? I didn't know that right away. I I, yeah. I was like, what the fuck am I gonna do for you work? You did that. Joe used to make Lego briefcases. <laughs> no, I had a briefcase. The Legos went in them. Oh, okay. <laughs> Lego paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so backed up. No, I continue. <laughs> I I, so, that's how bad my imagination is. I had Legos, but I still had a like a nine to five job. Yeah. <laughs> Akron baby. <laughs> Uh, so I would just wait, and, like, I would see all these wrestlers, and I would uh, meet them, but this is before, like, cell phones were, like, out, so I didn't get, like, n- I was by myself, so, like, I couldn't take a picture of me with them, but I met, like, a whole bunch of wrestlers. Like, once cell phones came out, I started doing selfies with them, yeah. so I have a picture with Shawn Michaels. It's on my social media, where I just look like an awkward little, I look like Pugsley Adams. That's what I look like. <laughs> from Harry Potter? Yeah, no, from Adam's family. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh who's the, who's the thing? Yeah. Oh, Ron from Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah, Ron from Harry Potter. Ron Weasley. Yeah. <laughs> what the? Wait, have you ever met a wrestler? Uh, yeah, like I, a big I, one? I know this guy Derek. Uh, <laughs> Shut up. No, I've. Uh, who did I meet? I actually have a picture of um, uh, Charles Robinson, the referee, referee? Lil Nate. I took a picture. Uh, I was at like a Monday Night Raw in like 2015 or 2016. It was when I had hair, so I, I looked like a fucking young, young boy. Picture and he, you, he like came up before, yeah. and I talked to him. I was like, yeah, man, hey, I'm loving your commentary on the Monday Night Wars, Doc. He's like, oh, yeah. And then like I took a picture of them, and then he went, woo, and then just like strutted <laughs> away the entire time. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Who else? I met somebody else. Uh, I can't really remember, so it's not that important. But Charles Robinson was really cool because he's like a legendary referee. I met uh, Bad News Brown when I was a kid, and it was awesome. Dude, he was sweet. But Bad News, because Bad News Brown, he he had a run where he was like a, a, a like Hogan's rival yeah, for like for a, a long time. Yeah. And he was, I think, the second show I went to. I told you at this show we were right by the entrance, and my buddy yelled something at him. my buddy. He was like, we were kids. Yelled something, and he faked like he was going to punch us. And I mean, the whole crowd went. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> but uh, we we met him after the show. He was the sweetest guy, and I was. I was scared of him. Yeah, I was really, really scared. He's a big dude. That's he was a very big dude. He made you afraid of him. He also really just looked like a guy that really just like he just he just you just didn't want to approach him because he was so good at playing bad news brown, and uh, I think my my dad. Was just like, would you mind? And he was like, of course. And he comes over and I'm like, hi, Mr. Bad News. And you know, I didn't yeah. know what to say. I was so scared. <laughs> Dear he Mr. Was, Bad News. He was so nice. <laughs> oh man, he was such a nice dude. Call him Mr. Bad News. <laughs> I don't know if I said that, but I did not know what to say. He came over and he's like, thanks for coming. I hope you enjoyed the show. And I was like, it was fucking. Aw-. I think it might be the first time I swore. <laughs> I was like, it was fucking awesome, man. <laughs> At the AI- it was really cool, and he was great. He was, I really remember him. At the AIW show, there was this, there was this, I don't know if you saw, there was this little, like, Asian kid. With the red hair. Yeah, and he was flicking everybody off, mm-hmm. and it was awesome. He was, like, probably six or seven, mm-hmm. and I'm just watching him get fingers, and I was with Lexi, my girlfriend, so I'm with her. She's like, look at that kid, he's flicking everybody off, and, and he's flicking the people off, and he's looking at his dad smiling, and his dad's just like, a boy, yeah. you're at a wrestling show, kid. You can act like this here. Yeah, and it was so unsub, because Lexi's like, oh, look at that cute little boy. And then we saw him flick somebody off, and then we saw that happen. I was, was like, "Was he flicking me off?" No, I, he might. I, I wish don't he know, actually. Would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I he can do the fake do punch. But I, um, yeah. I would have did the fake yeah. punch. <laughs> well, I have a so uh, Joe. You you obviously you grew up watching wrestling too in some yeah. aspect. Yeah. Um. Uh. And I am pretty. 
I'm pretty self-aware of the wrestling terms, like the insider terms. I know Derek knows all of them. Um, do you know any insider terms? Derek said shoot earlier. You know what shoot means? Uh, I think I know what you mean by it. Uh, I said shoot interview. That's like a yeah, sh- can like a candid, real yeah. interview between like a wrestler. Yeah, yeah, that's really well. I want Behind Joe to. Scenes. I want Joe to kind of. I, I don't want to play. I know you don't really like games, but I kind of want to. Like, if can you offer him a term? Can you tell him yeah. a term? Yeah, and can you guess what it is? Okay. Um, do you know what the term gimmick means? A gimmick? Yeah, it can mean multiple things. Well, when I hear gimmick, it's almost like a. a uh, I'm trying to think of one. Like Big Boss Man was the security guard or something like okay. that. Yeah. that. That's how I kind of view it. That's cool. You um, know what? You know what a mark is? A mark? Yeah. Uh, I feel like that's somebody that just gets brought in to get their ass kicked. No. No. It's like or a, just or is it? Uh, it's a it's, friend. Oh, that's of, a Ron. <laughs> <laughs> or or it's, it's also yeah. just a, I, I know a couple marks. I don't like. I grew up with a guy named Mark. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so it's like a so wrestling or, or like or a lot of origin of wrestling's from like Carney. So like they use carny terms to where like a mark is somebody who comes in and you know pays money like we're gonna get this mark's money today so it's a fan like a like a fan okay all like, right i i don't know if was that a derogatory okay. term maybe? no okay like, okay to so, some people so, yeah. like if someone it, calls almost, you a mark because it's almost like a grifting term too that's it yeah that's okay. it yeah. yep exactly it, the, but i didn't think it was that but like when someone's like who's the mark it means they're about to almost like kind of con somebody yep. out of something okay all right you got, um, you got another one? I'm trying to think real hard. I don't. There's only two. The you sports threw, sucks. You threw me. You threw, <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 you're like, ah, oh, shit. I know because you know all the terms. I know all of them. them. Um, the gimmick mark, uh, kayfabe. That's a wrestling. Kayfabe? Yeah. No. I so don't this know is that. straight carny. It's fake. Uh, like say, hey, keep it kayfabe, which just means like keep it fake, like keep it. Keep it story, like, keep it, you know, real, what we're doing in wrestling. Keep it. So, like, yeah. if me and you are in an actual blood feud to where we hate each other and we wrestle in the territory, you know, every Monday, Thursday, Friday, we wouldn't be seen together. So it would be like, you can't be friends. Oh, keep it so you're kind of like, you're it, you're kind of like 24-7 with that particular yeah. storyline. Yeah. Or something and like that's kind of, that. okay. kayfabe's kind of it's dying out. Because of the internet. Yeah. Iron well, Cheek impossible. is the man with kayfabe. It'd be impossible to do now. Not, I guess not impossible. It'd be very, very hard to do The now. person who's still really good at staying in the character is, his name's MJF. He's a wrestler in AEW. Oh, he's great. He is just, the he, like, I, I've known him for, for a long time. He used to wrestle for AIW in Cleveland here. He um he stays in character twenty four seven even at shows so like he would have wrestled and like me and him would sit and watch the show from like the like the crowd like the back of the crowd and fans would come up to him for their autograph or his autograph and he would just put his hand out and say put the money in my hand so he would make the fans put the money in his hand and then he would take whatever they had sign it and then he would throw their sharpie like throw their money. <laughs> like I I remember sitting next to him I remember sitting next to him. And he was put his hand out. He's like twenty dollars, and this lady just had one trading card. And he's like twenty dollars, or I'm not even acknowledging you. So she put twenty dollars in his hand. He signed the card. He put the card like in the cap, and then he threw both. And then like I looked at her, I'm like, man. And he goes, I don't need, I don't need to sign these autographs. And I was like, this is that was the most like that was the coolest thing I ever did. And then like. Ten minutes later, she came back up to him with her boyfriend, and she was like, can I have a picture? And he's like, $30. <laughs> <laughs> and she paid it. And I was just like, this guy just made $50 within 20 minutes. He's shitting on somebody. <laughs> just being a dick. Joe, he's the guy with the scarf. He, he's, he's uh, 
The Burberry scarf. Yeah, Burberry scarf. Oh, and then he okay, flicks, okay, he flicks okay. kids off and shit in yeah. pictures. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I do know. I actually do know him. Yeah. I, I know the. A lot of these I will know just because the, the the imagery, but not necessarily yeah. the name. I'm happy when we when we went to that because what we were doing a pot. Were we doing a pot? What were we doing when I uh, when that match was on? Because there were we went to a, no. We just went to Iggy's. You and I just met just for a beer there, and then. You're like, hey, I'm going to watch the match. And I was like, yeah, what the fuck I got to yeah. do? And there were six people in that bar, and all of them were watching the match. Too. They all came to watch the match, yeah. Yeah, they, they, people came to the bar, like, and I've never seen that before. I've never been to a bar like during a wrestling show, and someone's like, yeah, I actually came here for the wrestling. That's sweet. Because I love hearing that. Yeah, I, that's I know, sweet. I know that's a guy, sweet. Ray Highclack, he does stand-up. He's I know a, him. Yeah, you know he Ray. Was at, so he, back to the very first wrestling match I ever had, he was trying to dip his toe in the wrestling scene. Yeah. So he was like, I don't know if he was ring announcer or doing commentary. He was at that show when I flew off in the rings. No shit. Pro. Yeah, he knows me. No shit. Yeah. I've never talked to him. I've never talked to him about you. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be like, oh, because he he is he is the biggest fan mm-hmm. I've ever met, He's and a it's a dude. good thing. Mm-hmm. I like I like fans like that. I like people like that. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm a good fan because I I do see. I'm not shitting on wrestling fans, but some of them. Some wrestling fans like think they are more important yeah. than they are. I'm the type of fan to where like I go, I'm clapping, yeah, I'm booing, trying to make up some chance. It, and I don't yeah. I yeah, I don't I, I just do what I, I wanna I wanna enjoy myself and I also want the show to be the best possible to people that are viewing it at I home. would think that's like a sort of like um like you do stand up. Like if you have a set and I go to your set and I just start heckling you the whole time. Like I'm try that would be like I hate fans that are like that because yep. they try to take the attention off of you and put it on themselves, mm-hmm. which is like come on, bro. Like, yeah, it's ruining it very well yeah, there like, too. These people don't know who you are, Ron Williams, of this <laughs> random person. Like they came to buy, they came. I'm to just gonna call you. this episode Ron. Ron. I was right, <laughs> gonna call it Ron. Ron Pugsley. The, uh, but I. I Maybe it's more kind of prevalent in wrestling, but all entertainment industries have people like that that are just that you're just like, hey man, super glad you're a fan, but you need to pump the fucking brakes. Even dude. like John, the Johnny Depp lookalikes and shit. Yes. Yeah. Like like well, yeah, Elvis. I mean, think, think about something like like Elvis Presley. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people are just uh, oh, you know what here, and I don't know if I still have this, but th- there is a there is a documentary. Um, it's about uh, it's about tribute bands because you can't call them cover bands. Because they get pissed, mm-hmm. but these are bands that will like like dress up as Kiss, dress up as Queen, dress up as the Beatles, dress up as Judas Priest. And it's funny because well, you know, for well, but the Akron thing, Akron actually had a Judas Priest tribute band who actually became the lead singer of Judas Priest. Yeah, wow, that's, that's cool. wild. Ripper that's Owens, nuts. Ripper Owens. I actually have a signed Ripper Owens T-shirt around here somewhere. If only Fake Razor Ramon got that message. <laughs> but I mean, there's a but but there is something where it's like it's. It's past being a fan, and now it's fucking weird. It's creepy. Yeah. yeah, it's in its uh, the, the, this uh, this documentary tribute. It's it's just about those, and then it's about the fans that follow these tribute bands around. And you're like, now I'm really fucking confused. You're not even following the original of this. You're following someone who's doing an impersonation of something you like. It's it's just. It, I don't know. I'm big fans of a lot of things, but I still feel like I can draw it back sometimes and be like there's i would see people i tell you there's a list of people that if i ran into i'd kind of lose my mind a little bit but i also like it it wouldn't consume the remainder of my year yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, there are good there 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 are a lot of i know a lot of really good wrestling fans but it's just like anything like again even like what you said with comedy like 
like there was this, I do that I do the funny bus in Cle like in downtown. I had this one guy. His honestly, his name was Ronnie. I think maybe that's where Ron's stemming from. The hatred of Ron. I, I hate I, this guy, Ronnie. He had long hair and just like a little tiny, just chin goatee. That's it. I love that. And he was getting pissed drunk, and he was heckling me the entire time. And it was ruining, like, right before the punchline, he would just, like, yell out, like, fart box or something. And the whole bus was having a horrible time, including me. Fart box. Including me. And at the end of it, he, like, he, he like, you're not supposed to stand on the bus. He went up after the, like, in the, in the middle of, like, we have a halfway point. Right after the halfway point, he stood up, walked up to me. He goes, I don't find you funny, and I don't think these people do either. So then for the next ten minutes, just I you? was just asking him to say stuff, and I would buzz him. Like, I had a, like a buzz sound effect, like wrong answer. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, Ronnie, say Firefox again. He's like, I was like, eh, wrong fucking answer, buddy. Say something else. Make me chuckle. And I just went into him. And it was fun, but also, even, like, if you're getting, like, some people will say a, probably a fucked up heckle, and you, like, I mean, you're a human being. Yeah. So there's got to be times, like, have you had a time where someone really just, like, you're like, man, like like even like right after the match or like you're like man fuck that guy like someone was being an a hole well right and that but that kind of to, is to, what Derek was just talking about like that's a guy that was trying to take the shine off he was basically trying to say hey I know everyone's here on this funny bus to see this guy be funny on this bus during the tour but everyone look at me mm-hmm. like that's what yeah. he was doing yeah. and he was fucking terrible at it <laughs> most people are yeah I there's only been one time well like I like I told you earlier like I love being heckled. Because I'm like, I'm really witty back, and I can say really witty things back. Yeah. Uh, there was one time in Akron, I was wrestling, and we were wrestling at of Mel- course, Akron. Melanie Lake. <laughs> Do you know Melanie? You know Melanie Lake, right? The name sounds familiar. It's like a, a camping spot, I think. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a, they have like a in-ground pond that was like man-made. So I'm wrestling there, and it's just like all these people were just camping or were swimming in the swimming hole. And so I'm like being a bad guy, right? And so I come out, and um, this guy... He's just saying, like, really derogatory things at me that don't make sense. He's calling me the N-word, which I don't understand because I'm really white. I'm tan, but, you know, (laughs) that's not the same thing. So I finally am, like, I'm ignoring him. I'm ignoring him. I'm ignoring him. So I, like, wrestle. I beat the guy. I beat the good guy because I'm a bad guy when I wrestle. So I'm walking in the back, and there's no guardrails. So this fan comes up to me, and he starts pointing, like, poking, pointing his finger at my chest. And he's, like, saying mean things to me. Yep. So with my hand, I just pie face shove him to the ground. Yeah. Like I, I like well, like you probably could have did this to this guy on your funny. Like, yeah, yes. I should have. Like I didn't hit him. Like I didn't hit him. I just palmed his head like a basketball, <laughs> and I shoved him all my might down. Yeah. So he hits the ground, and it's like dirt. Like it's like dirt where the wrestling ring is. Yeah. So he gets up and he's covered in dirt. <laughs> and he starts charging after me, yelling at me. And security grabs him and they're pulling him back. But now I'm like, all right, now I'm gonna be a bad guy because security clearly has this guy. Yeah. So I start instigating it. And so yes. I start like trying to goad him in. Like, Come on. Come on. And so he weighed it. So like I wrestled it and like in that match I got busted open. For some reason, so I'm like bloody. So I'm getting cleaned up, and I can see him waiting, like pacing in the parking lot. And like the security guards came up and they're like, "Do you need me to tell him to leave?" I'm like, "No, I'll fight him in the parking lot if he wants to fight me in the parking <laughs> yeah, lot." What's this guy's long-term goal? Yeah. I was like, "He's gonna beat up in the park." Like I clearly, like one, I get it. 
Like, if I was ever shoved down by my face. Also like that. That's the equivalent of someone just giving you a noogie. <laughs> just grabbing their face and pushing you down. I, there's a, I have a picture somewhere of, like, the exchange of him yelling at me. And he's just, like, typical, like, trashy-looking dude. Like, he has a T-shirt on that clearly has holes on it. Uh, he's like he just looks like a mess of a human being. Like he's probably on government assistance, and he has like basketball shorts on. There's no push of me shoving him down, but there's a picture of us stare like me goading him in. Like come on, yeah. And like I love it. Like I'm gonna have to post it because it's so funny. That's a great heel move. Yeah, I was just like, that is a great like, especially afterwards. You're like fuck, and that's where the wit kicks in. You're just like, no fuck it, come test me, mother. Yeah, come on. He was calling you the N word. N word, dude. I don't like. <laughs> like that's like the like not not like hard R. He was hitting me with the hard R, which is like crazy to say in you know our time we're living in. Yeah, Especially, I mean that's a like the confidence he had just to be like I'm just gonna be at I'm just gonna say that word. Well, also like he's just saying it to like a white dude. It's like that guy. Obviously, he's a racist. He's just practicing. Yeah. <laughs> he's practicing his He's racism. just like, I can't wait to say this to a black dude. Yeah. <laughs> like that dude. Yeah. What Imagine if, 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 he, if he says it to a white guy and the white guy wants to beat him up. <laughs> Imagine how bad it's going to get so next weird. time. I was just confused. Cause like, like well, that's why me? it's weird. Like, like you, can't, you say that word to us. We're like, that's really confusing. Why would you... What's wrong with you? Yeah. Obviously, you say that to like a black person, a lot of yeah. like they would get rightfully so upset. But it's even weirder. You say it to a white guy, like, yeah. "Wow, you're super racist." And, you, was, just, you just use that to anyone. He wasn't using like it wasn't the 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 a. It didn't end in the a. Like I can see maybe like he may have been like a little bit urban, and he was trying to hit me with that soft a. He hit me with the, the hard r. Uh. That hard r, and I was just like, "Geesh!" And it was like multiple times, and I'm like, "All right." I'm like, I get the point. I see. Bro. I see. What you're saying. <laughs> Maybe he's like one of those guys that like just saw like straight out of Compton and yeah. got a little too confident. He's like, I love rap music, <laughs> and he's like, I'll just do it with you. Hey, that's fine, right? And yeah. we're like, nope, it's not good, no matter what. <laughs> Stop that's, saying it. <laughs> that is ridiculous. There was I that, can't, so weird. We were at a comedy. I was at an open mic, uh, uh, and it was like a packed open mic, and some some old dude yelled the N word, <laughs> and oh my god, in the audience, all the comics. Came up and they're just like, what yelled the? it for no reason. He, he he called someone. I think the guy on stage the N word. Oh my god! That's and terrible. I watch all. Of, and I was buddies with the guy on stage. The guy on he stage? goes back. I, I can't believe like, I have to ask. This and I'm in the point. back. Was I'm the like, guy dude. on stage black or white? Yeah, he was black. Okay, I but I, I go. I see him after, and I was like, dude, so what weird. the fuck? Because the show kind of stopped. Oh, you have the you I have, have the, the picture. picture. That's awesome. Oh yeah, you're gonna have to send us that. We, we uh, post that too. <laughs> but after it said it, the whole like I've never seen a comedy show stop. The, 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 there's two. That's times. a show. That there, that word is a showstopper. No matter where you are. There, no, there was three times I've seen a show stop. Once the power went out. Two, um, two when we all found out Tom Hanks had COVID. Everyone kind of stopped. Three was what? when this guy called uh, a comic the N word, and I watched all these comics. She's like, "Get the fuck out of here! You are not wanted, sir." And this guy's like, "What's going on? I don't know." And we're like, "Dude, you're a racist old piece of shit. Get out of here." I hate that I have to pivot away from this, but why did was your show stopping when Tom Hanks got? Well, I, is he I, like I, a comedy like the, like, look? I was upset too. Like, Holy I shit, think. man! It got gump. It can get any of us. No, that's literally <laughs> what happened. <laughs> that was my well, well, okay. The end story is. I was hosting a show, and then we all found out. I found out someone's like, "Yo, Tom Hanks got COVID," and I was like, "Wait, what?" I was like, "Wait, this is real?" <laughs> and then everyone's laughing. And then I did stop the show for like ten minutes of uh, like ten seconds was of it silence. Like, 
Silence. I did the. Well, I, I was trying. I was making a <laughs> Were joke. Were trying to be funny? I did the bell. Yeah, like dum. <laughs> <laughs> dum I kind of. I actually. Yeah, he. Just, I know. <laughs> I actually do kind of understand this because because it was it was funny. relatively early on, I think, and everyone like when I was like inside during like the lockdown, and everything. I was like, this is bullshit, man. I am so fucking bored. Oh, I just want to go outside and do this, and then. Like they're like Tom Hanks has COVID. I was like, holy shit, this is real. Yeah, that was the it. Can moment. get it can get Hanks. <laughs> so I stopped the show for like it was probably like a minute. He beat AIDS in Philadelphia. Yeah, <laughs> COVID <laughs> got him. Toy Story. Yeah, yeah, he beat AIDS in Toy Story too. <laughs> Actually, he's beat AIDS in every movie. Every movie, <laughs> every movie he's in, he's beating AIDS. It's an underlying theme that we don't really notice because he's yeah. such a good actor. It's but, unspoken. And like Saving Private Ryan, he wasn't fighting <laughs> Germans. He was fighting AIDS. Yeah. Terminal. He was fighting AIDS. Terminal. Terminal AIDS. <laughs> Terminal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. You learn something yeah. every day. Tom, we all remember that when Tom Hanks got it, we were like, oh shit. Like, no, Tom that Hanks, was real. How the fuck did Tom Hanks get this? I, I, was, I do remember it. I do remember it. That is, that, that's when it got kind of real for people. I was like, yeah. I, I was too. And that's something I didn't think it was real, but then he got it. I was like, oh, so anyone can get this. Not just normal people. Yeah. <laughs> I thought yeah. celebrities were safe. Yeah. And Magic Johnson beat AIDS by money. <laughs> and Tom Hanks beat. Magic Johnson's been beating AIDS for like 20 years. That guy's an amazing athlete. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's an amazing athlete. Yeah, he's just great. No, but uh What uh do you uh do you have any uh, like like uh any other like different back like wrestling background? Like did you ever wrestle or any type of like fighting or anything like that? No, I played football when I okay. was younger. Um I wasn't like a cool football player. I just played offensive line. Um, that's right. not the cool. Yeah, that's not the cool. That is not player. cool. That's not cool. Whatsoever. No one cares that you're on the. They don't even know you're on the team. Even um, though it's yeah. the most, one of the most important positions. It's by that's, far the most needed position. Yeah, I yeah. it's the reason line. the quarterback gets laid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah literally, <laughs> I played offensive line. I played defensive line for a little bit, um, but then I was like over over um, football. I went to like Cleveland Public Schools, to where like the school I went to wasn't good. What school did you go to? John Marshall. Oh, you went to John Marshall? Yeah, I'm a John Marshall lawyer. I went there for. Uh, Three or how I went there half of my high school years and then I graduated from Max Hayes. Oh no, we probably did know a lot. Of, actually, we haven't talked. We probably know. We'll talk about it off okay. camera, but yeah, yeah. There's no camera here. Off yeah. cam. Off, there's camera to off me. Off cam. Yeah, there's camera. I'm looking real cool. I'm trying to look as cool as I can. I went to the gym to get a pump. Um, <laughs> Just so, for no video. I know. <laughs> I'm not even wearing shoes. <laughs> I have a cool outfit, but Brian does look cooler than me here. We all look pretty cool. I will say that is a sweet T-shirt. Thank you. What is that? It's a I don't know. It's a liquid death or a liquid. Oh, uh, liquid, liquid shirt. I don't know. It's a Brian Pillman used to wear this shirt. No, she, that's why it looks familiar. He yeah. wear it underneath the leather jacket. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, okay. I, I got it. Wait, I know sick. that name too. Flying to Brian, Cincinnati Bengal. He's a pro wrestler. Oh, okay. Curly blonde hair. Yes, curly. He, when he passed, when he passed away, uh, uh, they actually had his his widowed wife on to do interviews. Oh, really? They that, yeah. and that's like a crazy so like. WWE makes questionable decisions, so WWF, they had her on, and Vince McMahon was just asking her all these questions, and she's crying, and, like, she was a babe. Brian Pillman's widow was a she babe. Just rest in peace. She just, she passed, just away. passed away. She just passed away. She just passed away, but then they interviewed her on um, Dark Side of the Ring. Time to not do her well. No. Um, and it's very unfortunate. Yeah. Oh, man, those episodes are fucked. I, I love Dark Side of the Ring. It's oh, no, I love every one of them. But, it's that uh, thing to where it's, like, where they're not, like, 
they're not like sugar coating shit. No, it's well, straight well, to the well point. obviously. It's straight so, up. some of them they're amazing. Like, so the Jericho one, obviously, is just beginning. Wait, to end. the Benoit one? You mean? Oh yeah, yeah, Benoit. I mean, I'm yeah. sorry, but Jericho's very prominently featured in that. Yeah, one. he's yeah. a narrator on the second yeah. season. Yeah, but uh, the ones with uh, the brawl for all is hilarious. <laughs> the one with New Jack is fucking oh, fantastic. Yeah. New Jack is the best one. Rest oh. in peace too. Oh, he did just pass. Yeah, he he? yeah, I think it was like a couple of years ago, but two years ago. Two years ago, I thought yeah. it was pretty yeah, recent. Yeah, two years ago, a year ago maybe. I think it was during COVID, or it was during like went, lockdown. I, he went. He passed away when I went to Boston. I think a year ago. Did you meet? Did you meet him? I met him when I was. So I met him when I was young. He, uh, I met him at the airport. He was cool, and then I met him at the heart, like a the Agora. He was. I was standing inside. You've been to. The, we've all been to the Agora here. Yeah. So I'm standing inside the second glass doors. So it's like right in the ballroom. That, past the ticket takers yeah and new jack comes walking by and he has his like a knife like a giant like hatchet in his hand and i was like hey new jack can i get a picture with you because i had a cell phone at this point and he's like no and he's like trying to get someone tickets in and like the person was like a young teenage kid trying to tell him like i'm sorry sir i know you're a wrestler we can't give tickets out and he starts screaming at this worker and he holds the holding up. knife. He holds the hatchet up to this worker's face, and they're like, "Okay, you can let him in." And like at this point, like he ignored me, so I was like, "I'm not asking him for a picture with him." <laughs> I'm like, "I almost watch him murder this person <laughs> with a hatchet." Doesn't he have a couple homicides under his belt? Yeah, he was a bounty hunter. He has like three justifiable yeah. homicides under his belt. He's a maniac. That is not a thing that most people can say. <laughs> Badass motherfucker. He was legit. He was literally. He was. His... A, he was a gangster. That dude was STA. legit. Yeah, STA. Gangster. I loved because I loved the the best part of that the, that that one with uh, with New Jack was D'Lo Brown narrating, and and when they kept interviewing D'Lo Brown, D'Lo Brown's like, the one thing we learned that day. Is that the fight is not over until New Jack says the fight is over? <laughs> After he threw that dude from like fifty yards the, up in the air, yeah, almost the, uh, killed the, him. The scaffold match. Yeah. Oh my he god. Him. And even when he's telling the story, he's just like, "Mom's away." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the best part of it. Mom's away. Oh my! I've probably watched. I, I've seen that episode. Obviously, I've probably watched that clip of that. Just because he also, he says it's bombs so away. away, I've probably watched that a hundred times. It never stopped being funny, and I have to keep telling myself he almost killed somebody. It's still funny. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you were like, yep, not having a conversation with no, him. No, not having a conversation. Yeah. Well, I so I only asked about like the the, the background because obviously something like football will help, wrestling mm-hmm. will help. Because some of the the I've been surprised by some. Well, actually, Bad News Brown. I mentioned him earlier. Mm-hmm. Bad News Brown. If I'm not, I found out years years later. I think he was like an Olympic judo competitor that makes sense i think yeah so. i mean some of these guys because when you think about how big some of these guys are and then like like you yourself as well mm-hmm. the agility that some of them have because a lot of times like you know growing up or like high school college when you see a really big guy you kind of have that stereotypical like you said like a uh, offensive lineman yeah. you know but it's just like that's kind of how it's really changed it, it, it's morphed away from from what i've seen morphed away from just really big guys and now these guys are all very, very agile, regardless of size, mm-hmm. because it's again, it's it's entertainment. That entertainment has to keep taking it to the next level. Mm-hmm. So, is that kind of what you've seen, or like when you yeah. see that, like how do you? Is that something you wanted, or you said you kind of just stumbled upon how agile you could do with like the flips and stuff? So, I, like, so I mean, any anybody who watched wrestling, like the time frame we did, like everyone liked Shawn Michaels. Shawn yeah. Michaels was cool. He was a young, like a little little small guy, being able to jump around. So, like, I always, you know, practiced on trampolines. Like, I'm going to do a backflip. I'm going to do a flip. 
Yeah. Um, to where once I got in the ring, I finally got comfortable. To where I tried to do a backflip, and the only like, I just recently explained this to somebody. They're like, "How how did you learn you could do that?" I just, I didn't learn. I just tried. I jumped off the ropes and tried to kick myself in the face, and <laughs> that was it. I was like, "I'm gonna try to kick myself in the face," so I flipped backwards, um, and I did that. To where I could do I can do a, one off the ropes. I can do one standing. I can do like a running one and backflip and land on someone like a shooting star press. Yeah, yeah, you like can do I can that. do all those, but like I don't really do that stuff anymore because I'm like, big and I don't need to do that. Um, when I do do it, it's cool and it gets like a good ah from the crowd. It means something. Yeah, like, you're, you're doing it now to where like you can do those moves yeah. every match, but you don't need to. But yeah. when you do them, they're worth it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, like, that's like uh, I have like a, my set of moves. Like I'm sure you have your set of jokes. That yep. if you need to throw them out there, you'll get an instant reaction regardless. Mm-hmm. I have a set of moves that I, if I if I want to throw them out there, I know I'll get a good reaction. Yeah, the, yeah there's so many there's so many parallels. I don't know if you've ever talked to Steve about it because you know Steve's the ring. He does both. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've ever talked to him about the parallels of stand up and uh, wrestling, but they are so fucking the 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 going the bookings. Mm-hmm. Um, the bookings, the the mentality behind it, the time to where you could have the match of your life, but the crowd just isn't that good yep, that Steve's night. Steve told me about that. It's so like there's so much, and I, I talk to uh, fanboy Ray Highclack about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, people that don't watch wrestling that do stand up. I tell them, hey, if you watch, like I'm not saying do homework, but if you watch wrestling, and if you've been doing stand up long enough, you will see some. There's parallels for sure. Yeah, so many similarities with just. Things that people that don't do that stuff and wouldn't think about it, they wouldn't even notice it. Well, yeah, there, yeah there's a, a lot of parallels. I mean, we just kind of, not even trying, stumbled upon a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, well, I, like the time of matches versus the time of sets. Yeah. That's an incredibly interesting one how because long, of the way it goes. How long a good show is going to go. Exactly. You know, like you guys have a time limit. Yeah. You know, um, people that kind of come in, the, the, the people that kind of come in to be the person that gets beat real quick by the star yep. versus your open mic or, or yeah. somebody like that. And, that and just, even, yeah. even like what? Uh, so like, like the timing, I don't know how long, uh, I don't know how long every show is for wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, they've, they've changed a it's lot. It's like eight matches, days. eight, nine matches is usually a good, like a good sweet spot yeah. for like people don't get too burnt yeah. out yeah that, that's a big thing because even comedy you could have a killer comedy show you could have a killer wrestling show but then even me like i i view it because i view it when i watch wrestling i'm like oh this is such a good match the crowd's tired yeah like what was uh wrestlemania 25 Shawn michaels versus uh undertaker yep uh it's like regarded as one of the greatest matches ever Mm-hmm. Um, so that match was right before the main event. Yep. So that match is, I mean, when people Amazing. are watching it, they're like, this is an instant classic. Like, you noticed right when it started. And then the audience got so tired, they had this really good storyline between Triple H and this guy Randy Orton. It probably the best storyline of, like, it was... The Viper, a, I know that, It dude. was a great storyline, and the, and they had a good match. They had a probably better than good match, but the audience was just so drained mm-hmm. that they got nothing. You know, the... That's a really good point in terms of like the, the audience getting tired. I've been to comedy shows before. I've been even when I'm watching like the the headliner who I came to see, and I was like, "Fuck, you gotta wrap this up, man!" I'm just because <laughs> I'm just I'm getting tired. I remember yeah. in in these may not be great examples, but I remember seeing Amy Schumer and Chelsea Handler. I wasn't massive fans of theirs, but they were very very big at the you time. You knew who they were too, yeah. But you know, 25, 30 minutes, and I was like. Fuck, wrap it up. I am so goddamn tired. I just want to go have a beer. Yeah. You know, and and uh, even musical acts that I've seen. Yeah. You know, where I've just been like, God, like, 
Jesus Christ, how many more songs are going to play? I am so tired. Well, he and finding that sweet spot is is that that's got to be to keep everyone engaged and at the same time give them enough content, but not so much that they get burnt out and don't want to come back. Absolutely. And yeah. you just so you just do like like behind the scenes. Yeah. You're you're just you just help train. Uh, I help train. I give input. Uh, on certain ideas. That, I mean, you've been with the you've been with AIW for, for you're for, your veteran yeah, of yeah. the yeah like I, I definitely help out I give a lot of feedback to people yeah um I like what I do like I'm sure as a comedian you can probably give feedback to people mm-hmm. like I love being able to help people and watch people grow yeah and that's why I train these kids like I trained like the one little kid that was in that match with me yeah like, I trained him that his guy's real, good the, the his, real short the little blonde haired kid yeah he was Le- Lexi like she really liked him she's like I, that guy was in like he was interesting yeah. <laughs> he, he he um very first day I was there. I made it like we. I'm like I always try to toughen the kids up, like the trainees yeah. or the students, and you have to weed out the weak. So like I make them do all this cardio stuff because you have to have good cardio to wrestle. Sure. And so like he would do it, and he would just throw up always. <laughs> so he would like he would finish, but he would just throw up. And yeah. like that when I was getting trained, like I would never give up, but I would throw up constantly. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I like this kid, like. I feel for this kid. Like I see something in this kid. Like I saw him. I like piece someone saw in me. Yeah. So like I always look out for. You him, see the passion and everything. Yeah. Like I see that. But like, uh, watching them go from that to like being able to have a cool match like we had. Yeah. It's like so fulfilling. Like I like seeing that, and like I also want to see people get better. So like I'll always help people. Like I'll get feedback. I'll wrestle on shows that you know aren't the biggest shows. So I'll like pull people aside and be like, "Hey, do this a little bit better." Um. You can do this a little bit better. Maybe you don't need to do this because, you know, everyone's learning. Like, and I'm very fortunate to have somebody that was in the WWE uh, that's, like, been all on the indies sort of take me back under his wing, and he does that to my work now. Yeah. So I'm, like, constantly learning, and I'm trying to teach what I'm learning to other people, like, just pass the knowledge down. Yeah. Uh, so like that's sort of what I do like in AIW. I'm just a trainer. Yeah, and you you get back uh, yeah. like that because I, I I don't know. I've told you like personally, Joe. Like I don't know if I've said it in this wording, but I I'm obviously focused on myself. Yeah. But also there is that mentality of being like, it sounds stupid to say out loud, but there I would be nothing without the stage. Yeah. So I need to find a way to give back to stand up. Yeah, absolutely. And you do that same thing. Like you you like you give back you, to the art form of you wrestling. have to mm-hmm. you you have to. Yeah. But yeah, you have to for multiple reasons. I mean, people have asked us about giving a. I mean, I know people have asked you about your comedy. I'm sure people have asked you about wrestling. People have asked us about, hey, we just did this podcast. Will you listen? Let us know what you think. And sometimes yeah. you got to be like, hey, man, you guys are either recording underwater or you sound like you're recording underwater. <laughs> yeah. And people won't listen to that. It goes not back right. like the. You're not even to get into the content. Um, There's definitely. And I'm sure this goes across the board. There's definitely people that you give feedback to, and they're the yeah, but guys. Um, and that's I can call them that, where it's like, hey, man, yeah. you did this wrong. And they'll go, yeah, but, but, you know, this is why my thought process. And, like, I don't care. Like, you can have a stinker of a wrestling match. It can be the worst wrestling match you've ever had, and I'm giving you feedback. I don't need you to be like, yeah, but this is why. Yeah. Like, I'm just telling you, like, what you could do to make better. Like, I don't need the backstory. Like, 
I don't care. I'm helping yeah. you out. Like I'm going out of my way to help you. This like, is what I saw. Yeah, like this is this is what I saw. Take it. Don't take it. Don't give yeah. a shit. You and know. Off that first interaction, then you realize, okay, I'll not, never help this person again. Yeah, and you don't want to do that, but I'll, I'll do that with stand up. I'm like, hey, I really like that. Like someone has a really good joke. I'm like, hey, you should keep doing that joke. Keep working on that joke. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, but like I don't see anything yeah. with it. I'm like, do you like the joke? They're like, I really like the joke, but and I'm just like, all right. Or like, or you tell them something, and you can tell they're kind of just yep. like like trying to people please you for the moment. Like yeah, you yeah. can read that. Yeah. I can read that when you when you tell someone something like, oh yeah yeah no that makes sense. All right bye. And you're like, yeah. eh, you seem like you didn't even care yeah. about anything. Well, yeah. down the line when they ask you for, hey, what did you think of my last match? Do you, have any, do you have any feedback? Like, I yeah, them. but I tried that before, and no, I tell them I go best match I ever saw. <laughs> <laughs> You should be getting the call any day yeah. now. <laughs> and, and sometimes those are the people that when you like, they'll be like, they'll be like, oh, I could take criticism. Like, give it to me. And then you give it to them and, and then like, they take it back yeah. and then they get kind of douchey with yeah. you. But then once you get at a higher level, they're going to ask you it's, for yeah. help. And it's like, all right, this can't go both. Or they'll post a picture with you and be like, this is my good friend. I'm like, hey, no, it's not. Yeah, I don't trust yeah. you, man. Can't, well, so, that, that's a tough thing, though, too, especially like with, with what you're doing, or really with what both of you are doing, because you guys like it so much, and you, you're kind of assuming the person that you may be giving feedback to also likes it so much, so they might take it a lot harder. Exactly. And now, it's it's a realization that even like I mean I I don't want any names like said for you, and even for me, I do comedy because I love it, and mm-hmm. of course I want to make a buck off it, mm-hmm. not because I want to be rich, but because I want it to be my living. So. Exactly. And but then. I, I, I know for a fact you. you I, want to be rich. I you, wouldn't be very yeah, rich. I, well, I do want to be rich, but I mean, I don't. I'm not trying to abuse it. You know. You know what I mean. But the only thing I'm saying is, is that you do know people that are probably very great wrestlers mm-hmm. that don't give a shit. Oh yeah. Can, and people forget that. Can I be a yeah but guy? Yeah. Right now. <laughs> I yeah, but hurry. So, I drink so much water. I have to go pee, and I've been trying to squeeze it off. Can you please pause this? <laughs> No, actually, go, and Brian is going to keep talking. Yeah. No, 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 no. Hey, of course we'll stop. So, everyone, we're back with Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say that so yeah. bad. Derek never came back. I guess he really had to go to the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> Derek's gone. <laughs> what is, uh, with your experience in, you know, training, obviously performing, and then we were just talking about kind of like, you know, kind of giving feedback. Mm-hmm. Do you want to get into the promoting side? That's something that I always, um, like, that intrigues me a lot. Like, the other thing that I'm very interested in is, like, the booking side. Like, I love, you know, figuring out how wrestling cards are booked for certain territories or yeah. certain cities. Like, like a wrestling show in Cleveland, Ohio, wouldn't be the same wrestling show that is in, you know, m- middle of nowhere Pennsylvania. Like, you just can't bring the same show that we would have here to there. Well, and that's funny because it's almost, we were talking about parallels between what you do in comedy. I think that's the same thing. Yeah. You know, obviously like a New York comedy show, a Cleveland comedy show, or a Muncie, Indiana comedy show is going to be very, very different because Mm -hmm. of talent, people willing to, talent willing to make that track and then people willing to go. Um, I think both of you do also do, though, do have, we were talking about like the, you know how many people love wrestling how many people love comedy there are still a lot of built-in audiences so mm-hmm. i mean do you, like how do you do that like how do you kind of consider those things if you were to get into that social media obviously helps because yeah. you kind of gauge like responses so like um if, if it was trying to get into like a promoter or like a booker side you would just sort of have to find someone to sort of coach you along 
But if it's like if you're trying to figure out how to do certain acts in certain you know cities, that's just you know trial and error at that point. Sure. So where you like like you said like, I wouldn't be doing a very hardcore bloody wrestling match in you know um, middle of nowhere Pennsylvania because they would not know what the you know what's going on. They yeah. want to see a good guy and a bad guy, and yeah. they want to yell derogatory terms at you. Like, yeah. but if I do that in Cleveland. They'll want more blood. They'll want blast. <laughs> They'll want chair shots that are scattering your That's brain. Fucking nutty. Do, it just. Do you ever like just sit back and think about like I'm, I'm in a profession right now where I have to actually consider how much more blood I have to generate <laughs> for my crowd. <laughs> like uh, that's yeah. nutty to think about. I don't do it a lot, but like when I do it, I do it. Like you go all in. I, like I'm not like I'm not a bitch about it. Like I'm going to drink a gallon of orange juice and I'm gonna drink. Oh, because that kind of gets the blood yeah. going. Yeah, I'm gonna drink a gallon of orange juice. So I'm gonna take some baby aspirins, and I'm gonna get my blood going. So when I'm bleeding, I'm bleeding. Yeah. That's, another, that's another kind of funny thing about what you do is that you actually. I know the. You recipe. almost you almost have like a doctor that you actually have, you know ways to actually yeah. generate more blood on like smaller cuts. I'm gonna drink a whole bunch of liquor too before I do it. Yeah. Well, that's also that also shows that you weren't the yeah butt guy. You were just like people would give that advice, and you were like, I'm listening. Yeah. Uh, I will take that in. Because how best. many how many people have you told that like like something like that like oh yeah like if you're gonna bleed drink some orange juice like no I don't like orange juice like okay you're right, fucking you're fucking have fun being in more pain just cut your head fifty five times then brother yeah well, yeah because like cause that that can actually generate more blood with not such a deep cut yeah like okay. um so I when I so like when I wrestled I, my nose got broken when I wrestled uh some one of the guys who trained me um so I drank a whole bunch of orange juice. And I was going into the match where I was like, I'm going to, you know, cut my head so I have good color. That's a that's a wrestling term, color. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it means blood. Okay. So I was going to have good color. And um, my nose, I broke my nose so bad, I have a giant laceration on my nose hair, and it's scarred. Um, blood was just pouring out of that and pouring out of my nostrils. So I didn't need to cut myself, but... I'm sure if I didn't drink orange juice, I would have bled a lot. But because I drank so much orange juice, like a gusher, it was <laughs> so bad, and like it, would, like it didn't stop, like it didn't stop all night. To where like my just the tip of my nose was, my top of my nose was bleeding, and I remember laying in my bed, and my nose is still bleeding, and I kept trying to cover it up with stuff, and it was not clotting because I drank too much orange juice and took too much aspirin. Yeah. Uh, but oh yeah. <laughs> how long does that last? Like how? Like, I guess it depends on how much you're drinking and how many aspirin you yeah, have. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I, I don't know uh, the length of it. I just know if you do it, you get. What's a What's the yeah. worst injury you've ever had? Um, my broke when I broke my nose a couple months ago. It was real bad. Like, I. You know, I am a professional in my real job that I have in life, so I have to go to meetings, and I have to be, you know, suit and tie. Like, Fuck really off, really? So I... <laughs> that is so awesome. I want to know about that off, off, off. We'll talk about that off. Yeah, please. So we have, um, I had to do a Skype meeting, and I'm sitting in there with, you know, managers of all, the, a whole bunch of managers, and I didn't want to turn my camera on, and I have this nice suit on, and I have... I have a, a giant, so I have this nice suit on, and I turn it on, and I have two black eyes, so it looked like I was like a raccoon. So two black <laughs> eyes, a giant scab now because it's scabbed a little bit over here, and like I had a cut on my forehead real bad, and so I'm doing my presentation, 
And then my boss texts me after I get done with the presentation. The fuck wrong? What goes, the fuck happened? He goes, turn your camera off. <laughs> <laughs> and so I then turn my camera off. And then after after the big meeting we had, he calls me on Zoom. And he goes, you could have gave me a heads up. I could have rescheduled your presentation to where you didn't have to do it today. Um, what happened to you? Are you in Fight Club or something? Because you look ridiculous. <laughs> and I was like, it was just an accident, man. I just got, I broke my nose wrestling. And he goes, you didn't, you didn't just break your nose. You broke your entire face. <laughs> and I was like, I get it, man. He was like, it was so, and he's like, it was so uh, distracting. I was like, it's cool, man. Like, we're good. I guess it depends on the person. Because like, if I'm on the other side of that, I'm just like, this, guy's this isn't distracting. Yeah. I want to know more. That's why, like, when when you find out, like, people that yeah. you work with do cool shit, like, I and I know that they're still, like, that that is also very, very subjective. Because some people will be like, that guy's out of his mind, no thank yeah. you. But other people are like, I want to know way more about that guy, or yeah. that girl, or yeah. whoever. Because, like, I, I, I don't know, I just, I think that's awesome. So only your boss knows that you're, you're a professional wrestler? Yeah, I told my boss. And uh, he's the only one, or? He was the only, like, unless he told everyone else in the meeting. Like, I don't, like, brag about it. Like I try to keep it really low key. You like separate I, your lives. Yeah, like I told yeah. I told my boss I was like, wrestling's top priority for me. Um, I'll choose wrestling over this any day, and like I I'm lucky enough to have schedule flexibility. Yeah. To where I can work two hours, and I could have stopped working, and I could work uh, work um, four more hours and stop working. Yeah. That's smart. That that's like that with a lot of the a lot of people. I think do forget that too. Is like. Like even like in your profession, especially like not like especially when you first started, even compared to now, mm -hmm. like we do like we're like a lot of us are the good ones are realists. Yeah, you know, with it like some of us are like yeah, like right now we have a day job. Yeah, yeah. But the second the opportunity comes where I don't need it, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm taking the risk. Like you know, my day job like is a career. Like like I went to school. I have like I have degrees. Like I have a straight career. But like wrestling's top priority. So if that yeah. if I get a contract somewhere. My supervisor already knows, like, I'm gone. Like, even when, like, if I do extra talent for, like, an AEW or, like, WWE, my yeah. supervisor knows that takes priority over work, and I will not be at work. Yeah. And she's cool with it. Like, she's real sweet, but it was just, like, you know, I'm a realist about it. Yeah. and, and I have to pay my, I have, I need health insurance, for one. Of course. And I also have to pay Fuck my Fuck yeah, house, you do. And, <laughs> and then I have to pay my house payment. So it's like, well, you, you know, it's a, I, I don't think, uh, that. I, Obviously, you've been at this for 10 years, but in the last two, three years, this has become more of a thing now, though. Yeah. Is that people do have, like, I, I used to work with a guy in the last year who quit his job because he got, a, he was a writer and finally got a really good book deal. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, everyone is doing things like this. Mm -hmm. they, they, they just are. I mean, well, I think smart people are. Yeah. Even if it's not something that turns into your primary source of income, mm -hmm. it's a really good whether you want to do stress alleviation, whatever you want to call it, it's a really good therapeutic, and everyone has different things. You know, whether you're, you know, talking to people, you're wrestling people, you're telling you whatever that might be, everyone has different stuff that kind of, you know, kind of breaks up the monotony, but at the same time is that door that you're just dying to walk through when it finally becomes mm -hmm. your income. So I, I don't think that, uh, I don't think it's that strange. Maybe five six seven years ago but i think now especially it's more of a normal thing yeah i've taken i've taken the risk yeah. like from like stoop i've made a few stupid decisions with jobs with the realistic aspect of i can figure a way out of this sure and i you know maybe i was just maybe i was a very smart like i, I quit a couple jobs 
because I wanted to pursue stand-up. I quit a job where I was making really good money uh, to do more open mics because I didn't have the time to do them. Yeah. I would be working during them. It's and, a thing, and it was a bad idea, but I mean, I wouldn't be the person I was without it. Well, you're still young, though. I mean, yeah. you know, it's it's you know, you can kind of make those. those I can do that choices. now. I can't yeah. do that when I'm like 37. Yeah, you know, like that. That's where the more I get more realistic. I mean, you can just you know, no one's gonna really like. Yeah, it. No yeah. Really <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This old comic. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you totally can. <laughs> but that that probably happens with like uh, that probably happens with you too, like. I mean, you probably know a lot of people. A lot there's of so like there's wrestlers like that. Uh, like, like I said, I wrestle on a lot of shows, and like, the, I like I, I, I mean, I love wrestling, but I love wrestling on all these different shows because I feel like being on certain shows with certain crowds. I feel like I have this book bag, right? And I'm developing all these tools that I'm putting in this bag. So I'm wrestling on a show with this different crowd or with this different roster. I can reach in the book bag and pull out the tool that I need, which mm -hmm. is cool. But I wrestle on shows with all these old wrestlers, you know, who who this is a hobby for them. But in their heads, and I'm sure there's comedians like this, they don't see it as they're just hobby guys. They think they're like, you know, they're the... They're the big fish in the small pond, so they yeah. think they they know what's going on. Yeah. So like I and this is gonna sound make me sound like a dick. I like wrestling on some of these shows where these guys they act like you know they're the they're like Hawk Hogan on these shows. With these all these younger kids. Mm -hmm. I like going on these shows and I like having these crazy matches that these old people don't can't Wouldn't have. touch. Yeah. yeah. And, and like so I like doing that and I like I'm like the undercard on these matches. So I'll go out there and I'll just do like eight minutes of just craziness of like mm -hmm. no nothing slow just. I'm hitting people real hard, doing backflips, flipping them. They're hitting me with crazy moves, and I go on the back, and now the crowd's just burnt out. And, like, now these old people are like, I can't do my standard, you know, hip toss body slam because this kid did five pile drivers yeah. in his match earlier. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know what you're saying, though, man. Like, the, like per, You're per, showcasing your talent. Perceptions, yeah. Perception in some professions is very, very mm -hmm. odd, and, it, and it's very subjective. So, like, like what you're talking about, you know, if you got somebody that's like 40 or 50 or 55, you know, they might just be like, yeah, but I'm the one that they all look up to. And that's it. Some people are like, nope. We're just yeah. like, you're not able to do the things that you need to do to entertain the crowd. The guy the guy who took me under his wing, he his name's Chris Hero. He's like one of the best. Oh, he's wrestlers. great. Amazing guy. He told me, and this is something that I live and die by now, never jip the fans out of their hard-earned money. So when I took the, and my perception is I'm wrestling on these shows, I'm going to wrestle really hard for these fans so they can, you know, get their money's worth. I'm not going to, you know, phone it in like these old wrestlers do. And a lot of these people just, you know, they, they don't want to lose their spot. So they'll like, you know, talk negative about people. So like wrestling is constantly evolving. Yeah. So like I'm going to go to these small towns and I'm going to workshop stuff that I'm working on. And I'm going to make sure it's sweet so when I do it in front of, you know, 700 people, 1,000 people, it's going to look cool and crisp. It's your open mic. Yeah, literally, <laughs> that's the way I'd take all these yeah. shows. And, like, that, me and Steve had a conversation another, like that. Another parallel. Yeah. yeah. That's, what, that's what I do. Mm -hmm. I mean, and also, um, that, God, that's great advice to make sure they don't. Yeah. Like like don't don't waste people's money. Yeah. That's something in comedy that, uh, like, because I will, I do book shows. Mm -hmm. You know, I see myself, I'm a comedian. That does a tour guide. I'm a comedian that books some of my shows. Shout out to my good friend Pants. Shout out to OK who Pants. Who you're, who you're booking? Yeah, I'm booking OK Pants soon. Um, <laughs> Pants, who is he local? Yeah, he's a local guy. Yeah, he's I've a never Pants heard guy. Of him. 
<laughs> um, but it's like even that shit to where I don't. Some people, even if they're funny, I'll see them at some shows just wasting everyone's time, including their own, and they don't care. No, like you'll tell them, "Hey, can you like not make it uncomfortable for anybody? Mm-hmm. Like you know better. I've seen you do better." And I'm not telling that to someone because I want to say that. I don't want to have that You're just trying to help them. But they, I'm trying to help them. I'm trying to help myself. I'm trying to help everybody. You want, you want the whole thing to be good, but then that person's going to look at you and like, I like think I know this guy's a dick who thinks he knows it all. And I get stuff like that all the time. Yeah. Because like in wrestling, there's a lot of uh, sequences and matches that older wrestlers do that you know were hilarious in early 2000s. Like, you know... But it's evolved. Like, you you bop me down to where my head goes by another guy's crotch. It looks like I'm giving him a blowjob. That's hilarious, yeah. right? Maybe stink two, face or something. Maybe in 2000. But yeah. in Now our, you got to suck that dick. Yeah. In, in, <laughs> in our day and age, though, in our day and age, stuff like that isn't funny. It's it's uncomfortable, and it makes people uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable, kids don't even laugh at yeah, it. Yeah, like, not even. Not, like, kids legit. won't laugh. Trust me, I know. I see it. But that's the same mindset. These people are just wasting people's time. Yeah. No, because it's they like don't want to hang it up. It, it's ridiculous that... Um, sorry, yeah, I caught a lot of comparisons with that. Sorry, we just went in on a tangent. Of no, our, no, 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 no. But, but again, yeah, it's, 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 it's the same thing because he's going to run into the same thing too. Mm-hmm. Where, where depending on the industry and depending on kind of like what you're doing, when someone says the phrase, look, I've been doing this for a long time, mm-hmm. The reaction's going to be very, very different because, like in the, like the corporate world, if someone says that, you kind of have to be like, yeah, you you got a lot of experience. You kind of are where you are. Let's hear what you have to say about yeah. this. But like, say like in the entertainment, and not to pick on any comics like that, but if someone's like, hey, you know, I've been doing this for a really long time, some people's reaction is, yeah, and you're still not. Mm-hmm. You progressed yeah. zero. So whatever yeah. you're doing you do for one a really show long, every three months for free. It's not getting. <laughs> Why am I? If you've been doing this for a really yeah. long time and you're still not getting better and you're still not playing bigger shows, you you're not there. You, uh, whatever you're doing, the thing you've been doing for the long time is not the right thing. Yeah. At least for the audiences that you're hitting, and I'm sure it's the same thing for what you run into. At least in some cases, yeah. you know, it, it, yeah. it's it's going to happen. When I first started wrestling, like I wasn't good enough to wrestle in Ohio. So I had to go to West Virginia to wrestle. Yeah. And so I was just like wrestling these like crappy promotions and I met all these like people that were like from the Pittsburgh area and like they saw me as like this young like young kid. Like they saw me as this young upstart. To where like I put in enough time and I've wrestled all over the United States learning different different promotions, different crowds. To where now when I run into these people, they still try to talk to me like they're ahead of me, but it's like, "Hey, you wrestle once a month." Like, you wrestle once a month in front of 40 people. I wrestle every weekend, yeah. multiple days a yeah. weekend. Like, yeah. we're not at the same level, bro. Like, That's a weird con- – because mm-hmm. I have that self-construct all the time. When I first started, they were, like, the vets. Yeah, the vets. Yeah, and yeah. you see them as the vets mm-hmm. or, like, in some areas, gatekeepers. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. an awkward um, dynamic. You, very, you see yeah. them, and then when you're starting, you don't kind of look up to them, but you kind of want their validation. That's it. And that, But then once you go on – once you start, once you actually start your mental journey on pursuing this, right – once you start that, you don't even focus on them anymore. Yeah. But then you see them years later, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's not, again, this is not me being an ass about it, but I'm like, damn, I'm better than, like, I'm better than you. Yeah, that's in it. This. <laughs> and you're still treating me <laughs> that, like I'm bad. just started. Exactly. And it's like, no, man, that's not how it's working. Mm-hmm. Or And then you watch other people that, like, 
get ahead not based off talent, just based off other things. Oh, fast kissing. And you're like, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Just, it, it's a whole mental gymnastics that I know you deal with, too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's, it, yeah, it's ridiculous. I think in both cases, they may not, that person may not vocalize it to you, but I think they have that internal monologue where they're like, fuck, this guy was the... You know the the newcomer. Last time I saw him, and now he's he surpassed me in some yeah. ways, or he's way past me. Or that's what I th- like in my head. I just wonder, or or do you think they're just delusional, and they're like, yeah, I'm a vet. I'm this person is below mm-hmm. me. Depends on the person. Depends me. on the person. So, well, yeah. someone told me this because I used to think that some people were out. I used to think and it was a maybe mild paranoia. When Welcome I would work world. so hard, where I was like, man, some of these people are out to get me. And my buddy went, hey. Maybe that's the case, but honestly, you can't think everyone's smart enough to do that. <laughs> and then I was like, oh shit. Like, I had a guy at a show a couple weeks ago. He, when I started, he was like the vet. Like, he was like, everyone's like, oh yeah, we like what he says on Facebook. Like, he's so funny. He roasts people on Facebook. We all care what he thinks. And he barely does stand up anymore, right? Yeah. So, we were, I was at a show. It was one of my shows. And he was like, I remember when Brian wasn't funny. And that was today. And, like, making jokes. Like, ha, ah, that's a cheap pop you're going to get. And you're going <laughs> to bomb the rest of your fucking set. Because I do. I work hard to be the best comic. Yeah. To be better than I was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Every day. Every day. And that's the dude yeah. who's like, I'm just going to put it aside because I'm going through another divorce or something. Blah, blah. <laughs> and then he's just like, I'm going to go to another mic and try to shit on him because i think it's easy it's like hey it might be easy right now but but those like for the people that like that like for people like me that are watching in the crowd when i hear that i didn't hear you know this guy's not funny or he's still trying i'm like that guy is obviously got a problem with not maybe not a problem maybe that's not the right term small wiener small wiener he's got a (laughs) but that guy but that guy is noticing that this guy is getting funnier and he's not that's what yeah. I heard. People do try. I mean, it's probably got to be like, is it like in wrestling? Like, I don't, obviously, I don't want you to say any names, but there are people that will try to put you down. I want you to say just, nothing, not, but, not to I want nothing but names. Please. <laughs> if you go alphabetical, too, we're right, a very yeah, stupid let me, audience. Let me, let me <laughs> pop the Rolodex out. Yeah. No, there is for sure a lot of people. And like I said, those are the people that wrestle at these small shows. Because they, they're... they're I. It was a paranoia thing for me to where I'm like, I want everyone to like me. I need everyone to like mm-hmm. me. I need to be like... Liked across the board. That's why we're friends, Derek. That's it. Because <laughs> uh, we're both, like, really crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but kind. <laughs> but kind. Kind yeah. and crazy. Yeah. Um, it was a paranoia thing, but I finally came to the realization, like, fuck these people. Like, yeah. I can, like, I don't need this person who wrestles once a month to tell me I'm good when I know I'm good. Yeah. I have, I have people that, you know, are in bigger places telling me I'm good. I'm getting opportunities in bigger places. Yeah. But, like... That's a thing to where these guys are so afraid they're going to lose their spot. Mm-hmm. Because if they lose their spot, you know, their once-a-month booking is gone. Yeah. Uh, so then they get fucking really belligerent to you, and they'll say, you suck, this person's terrible, they'll do a lot of ass-kissing to get you not brought back. Yeah. But, you know, the I, one thing that I think, the cream always rises to the top. So if you're good... You're You'll good. Be there. You you don't if and if you're not there, you don't need to be there. Yeah. You'll be where you need to be. Yeah. But that's that's weird that there's like a lot of that in comedy because there's a lot of that in wrestling. Yeah, I, I can assume it's like that with a lot of the like you brought up like a lot of entertainments. I mean, there. I think it, a lot. I it, think it, this is a very common thing in a lot of entertainment. Depending fields. on where you are, it's either a collaborative thing, but then you notice the dog eat dog. Well, you, like we were talking about that before yeah. Derek got here. You're also you're you're both in a very supportive. But at the same time, competitive field, mm-hmm. yeah. Where you know you, you 
you know, I, I think both of you would be very, very happy if someone that you knew or came up with or, or have worked with in the past, you know, got this big, you know, opportunity. Um, but I also think that it's not, it's not a knock on either one of you. If you have this feeling like, fuck, that could have been me. It should have been. I think that's a normal feeling. Yeah. But other jealousy, people, like a, a but other people, it comes out differently. Yeah. Where they immediately start going like, I don't know why they gave that deal to that guy. That guy is not even near my level. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe that's true, but it's also the way you handle it. And that's where actually yeah. what you both you do has similarities in the corporate world. Because mm -hmm. that happens all the time. Yeah. It's... I don't think any of those are, are weird feelings. I think it's the way that you project them is what really kind of sets you apart. How, how, it, how, like not only how, how it affects you yeah. is different from how it affects others. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Like, I think that's we have like a good positive way. Yeah. It's where like that goes back to the yeah, but type of guys. It's where it's like this person is watching someone succeed, but they're going, yeah, but it should have been me. Mm -hmm. I, I do this better than them, or I've been doing this long... It's a I've lot, been doing this longer. longer. That's the worst. it. It's I've been doing this longer than that person. Why? Because you suck, bro. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> yeah, it's just not. Find a way. I, I yeah. usually I deal with that. Like if I feel like I suck, it's like all right. I don't need that person's validation. Yeah. Like let's say I'm trying to get on this show or at mm -hmm. this club. I don't need their validation. But there is a realistic thing. Okay, I don't need their validation personally, but as as my own business, you know, for what I'm doing. Uh, maybe I find a way. Maybe I tweak something to where they're like, "Yeah, I'm in." And then I'm like, "Okay, I meet, meet like meet halfway yeah, in your I, head." So like one thing I do when it comes to stuff like that. So like I'll take advice and feedback from anyone. Like I don't care who it is. Yeah, it could be somebody that you know sucks. Like they could be the worst wrestler ever. But if they tell me like, "Hey, you could do this," I'll think about it mm -hmm. and I'll see like maybe this person said I can do this and I'll watch it because I'm probably really crazy and I'll take try to take one one bit of their feedback and apply it to me because you know yep. that's still something that they watched and they saw even yep. if it's something terrible i'll still try to look at it and see i actually like i like that you said that because i kind of learned this i learned i learned this when i was working my first job when i was 17 it's that um i actually like taking advice from people that failed more mm -hmm. than they succeeded mm -hmm. because they and, and because they they have more experience in come and, and at least trying to come back yeah. Right. And also, I had a, a a basketball coach all throughout my my grade school years. He told me because he was just this big, old fat guy, best coach I've ever had, the ideal coach. And he told me he was like, we're like, hey, you can't play, you can't shoot. And he goes, I can't play, but I can coach. And I learned that early. That's and like I like that. I love that yeah. mindset. To where like even if I don't make it anywhere, I love giving back to these students that I teach. Yeah. Because like one of these kids will make it. And if I can help someone along that way, that validates me mm -hmm. for all, you know, all the hard work I put in. Yeah. Um, but you know, some people are not like that. Some people don't want to help others. Yeah. And there, do you guys, do you have people that give bad advice? I try to hinder people. I, honestly, no, it's never happened to me, but I've seen it happen. Before. I have people that like after they've given me advice, I'm like, again, it's that are they are they smart enough to fuck me over? Or are they just dumb? Yeah. I have people where I was like, no, I thought they were dumb. I was like, no, actually, they're. I think they were trying to watch me fail. Yeah. And and, and they were peers too. Like I had peers that like would want to watch me fail, and then I'd hear them shit talking me at the bar or something, mm -hmm. and I'm like, hey, what's up? And they're just like, oh, nothing, man. Yeah, that Dude, didn't good. work. Ha ha. And I was like, fucking caught you. You know, it's I, I caught you. yeah. That that is a very, it's a weird, almost like backhanded, 
you know, negative approach of like, I don't know, I'm just going to give them some shitty advice. Yeah. Like, I've had people, like, recommend bad ideas to be guests on the show. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I really have. And, like, when they said it, I'm like, why? Like, what yeah. What do they do? And then they tell me, I'm like, why do you think that's f- interesting? Yeah. Like, I can't have a nobody on the show. There's already two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Brian is big star Brian Sternick. Yep. Big star. Soon to be validated on Twitter, Brian. Yeah, big star. Well, that's why. That's what I'm trying. Well, all those things is kind of why even even kind of like like expanded on it. Like like so, Brian gets a Netflix deal tomorrow. I think he's got because I know a lot of the people that he hangs out with and and has kind of come up with. I think a lot of them will be like, "Hey, man, that's fucking great, man. Brian's awesome. Brian's funny." You know, because th- there is luck, and there is opportunity, and there is timing, but there's also, the talent has to be there for both for what both of you are doing. I'm sure there's luck, and there has to be just, everything kind of has to align sometimes. It's luck to and work opportunity. Out. Yeah, but there also has, ultimately, there has to be a talent. Like, you can't just be in the right place at the right time and not be fucking funny. Yeah. You still have yeah. to go out there and tell a joke. Yeah. Same thing for you. You have to perform. Mm-hmm. Every single time. And even for you, it's probably even scarier because you have to perform to keep you and the other guy safe. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's... The, the, so that's what kind of like I mean by that. It's, 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 a, it's a very interesting, and it's also kind of... I don't know, in a way, kind of scary to like hear some of it. Like kind of, kind of what goes into that. Because there's so much backhanded stuff and people want to get ahead. And mm-hmm. people do this in the corporate world. I'm sure they'll do it in the entertainment world, oh, too. For sure. There's a lot of mental gymnastics but That's like, the best way that will it. fuck with your talents. Mm-hmm. Or, like, like again, you'll like you'll be like, oh, yeah. Like, I'll be like, oh, yeah, no, I'm fucking funny. But then there's, like, like little mental things that will, like, that it's, it, it's, it's you fighting your mirror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Th- There was a show I did in Erie. And the, book, the, the, the booker did a great job. You know, I, he asked me, he's like, hey, I'm looking to get a couple, like, four Cleveland comics come to Erie. I got this great show. I was like, yeah, I'm in, right? So I asked three people if they wanted to come with me. We all get paid something, and we all drive together. They're all like, I'm in. Yeah. Right? And um, looking at looking at it as someone who does lineups, I'm like, okay, I'm probably going up second last or last. I would prefer second last just based off of the talent it's like a like a like a wrestling card you know yeah, like yeah. you're not gonna put a, a your main re- event at the beginning yeah yeah you want to <laughs> pace it and then um and this was an audience that none of us have like seen before because most of them haven't been to erie yeah. two of them i don't think were ever like out of state and then i we get there at the night of the show and he goes yeah you're going up first and i was like wait well i i will but why and he's like well that's how we did the lineup Turns out he told another com- he asked he asked one of the comics I brought for lineup advice and they fucked it up They're like well Brian's high energy he'll be fine and uh, my buddy Tim Wolf uh, fucking hilarious you probably you, I think you've seen I Tim have, yeah. he's got that pet smart joke he is the oh, funny yeah. <laughs> yeah he knew he knew right away he's got a pet smart no Tim is Tim Wolf is the funniest I think the funniest comic locally like in Cleveland he goes out of town and shit but he is so funny. And it was me first, him last. And I was like, I would have gone up. Because they were like, well, Brian's high energy. And when you brought up earlier that like you get pissed and you kind of throw it all out there sometimes, out of a good spite, right? Like, you're, you're going to give it your all. So I went up and fucking murdered. I murdered the first 15 minutes. Did crowd work. People invited me to fucking perform at their wedding. Didn't get a text yet, but I'm, I'm planning on it. And then the show still went well, but the, energy, the audience got so exhausted. Yeah. By the time Tim went up... The funniest joke writer and overall comic, in my opinion, on that show. The audience was, he was pissed. He was like, that audience fucking, I was like, hey, I didn't do the lineup. If I would have, I would have gone out probably before you. Yeah. And it would have been fine. 
Hey, that's a thing, man. Yeah. It's just that's really, really a thing. Yeah, it's some real shit. So, I got a question. And, mm-hmm. and so, at the, when you do to anything for 10 years, you're obviously going to have a lot of knowledge, experience, everything. Someone comes up to you tomorrow, fresh, green, doesn't mm-hmm. know shit about shit. Like, what do you... But they want to get into it. They have the same kind of ideas and passion. I know you can probably give them hours, days, weeks worth of advice, but... What do you like? What's one thing you can tell them? Like, hey, hey, this is a pitfall. Or if you if you really want to do this, here's what you need to know, and here's what you need to do. Like, what would you tell somebody? I'm gonna tell them not to do it. Really? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> you look really, you look really talented. Uh, Stay out yeah. of this. The system. mental gymnastics yeah. are a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You're too jacked for this. Yeah. <laughs> You're way too attractive. <laughs> move, move five hours away from Ohio and then start yeah. this. <laughs> no, I would tell them so straight up. Um, straight, the only, the advice I would tell anybody, and we get new kids at the school all the time, do cardio. Like, yeah. you have to do cardio, and if you don't do cardio, you're going to be destroyed at wrestling training. And that's just not just me saying that, because you have to hit the ropes. It's a lot of, like, it's a lot of cardio. Like, I'm a bigger guy. And balance. But, but I can go, yeah. like, I can wrestle for a long period of time. I know how to handle that. We get people that, you know aren't in shape you have to be able to you know get go to the gym work out do cardio like you have to be able to hold your own body weight up if you can't hold your own body weight up you're sort of sol that's a thing that you know you see this all the time like there is such a thing called gym muscles yeah um and it's it's funny like you see these things all the time where they'll like put like a real jack guy on one side of the screen and a not so jack kind of unassuming guy Triple G, I think, is the best example of this. Mm-hmm. They'll show like a picture of like Triple G's just sitting there in a polo, and he's just smiling for the picture. Yeah. And then they'll put like the Rock on the other side, <laughs> and they're just like, it's really hard to explain that the guy on the left would annihilate the guy on the right. Yeah. But that's and it's it's obviously it's fighting skill, mm-hmm. but it's also cardio. Like the muscles look really really good, mm-hmm. but if you can't lift your arms and do anything, who gives a exactly. shit? Exactly. And that's in fighting and wrestling mm-hmm. in anything. Brian watched me, so like one kid that in that match, the end of the match was I caught him. He was going to do a move. I caught him, and I threw him up in the air to hit a move. Like, if I wasn't strong, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Yeah. yeah. And But that also is the kid that I did that to was good with his movement of his body. Yeah, he wasn't yeah, yeah. a sack of shit. He knew how to take it. He knew what was happening, so he, you know, worked together. It's where, like, if you're not working together, if you don't know, if you don't have body control... You're, you know, you're behind that eight ball. Like, yeah. you're screwed. How many guys have you seen, like, walk into, like, wrestling? All the time. That, that have the look? All the time. Have the promo? And you're like, whoa, he's a natural. But then you see them in the ring, and but, you're just like, wow. And then they quit. Can't have you go, seen that can't a lot? go more than a minute and a half yeah, or yeah, two Yeah, we, we, have, we, have, like, we have two kids right now, which we're working really hard on. They're so scared of, like, getting hit. And, like, wrestling, you know, it's the, the connotation is it's fake. But you still have to hit each other. Like I hit yeah. people real hard, and like yeah. we're doing basic stuff of like a shoulder tackle. Like you know, you've watched any wrestling match. That is the beginning of a basic wrestling match. You come off the ropes, you hit a shoulder tackle, and these p- kids are like so scared to you know, just to get my peck to hit their peck. Yeah. And I'm not going crazy. Like we're I'm training them. I'm teaching them. They're the look of fear in their eyes. It's stuff like that. Like. It's e- much easier to say I want to be a pro wrestler. The moment you step in that wrestling ring, it's ah, it's crazy. It's a whole yeah. different world. And, I mean, I'm sure that's the same in comedy. Like 
I think I'm hilarious. Like, I think I'm so funny. Yeah. The moment I stand on a stage in front of, you know, not and I'm being very generous, seven people in the crowd looking at me, I'm going to be like a Darren Headlights. I'm going to be like, oh, knock, knock. No, yeah. I, I, I agree. I think Derek and I are the two Anyways, funniest. Anyways, my mom's a yeah. bitch. I think, you know, I think Derek and I are the funniest people on this podcast by far. Yeah, yeah I agree. It's not even close. People. I agree, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and again, I, I asked that because you know, it seems like I've asked Brian that before. Like if you, and, you know, Brian always talks about putting the time in, obviously, and he's always – and it, it kind of – it's the same thing, like, you know, in comedy with a lot of kind of entertainment. You're going to hit a wall eventually, and that's when you're really going to get tested. Yeah. You know, where we're like, oh, shit, it didn't go right today. Eh, move on to something else. Yeah. It's not always going to go right. And uh, it's probably more frustrating for stuff like what you two do. It doesn't you, go, it goes wrong more than it goes right. Sure. But you, find, you find the positives. Yeah, what, exactly. What yeah, yeah. Like I could it goes well or you learn something. You yeah, know? like, I, mean, like I didn't have the best set last week, but I had one, like I had a, like a really good bit, like a crowd work, and I was like, yep. I was like, I, oh, that wasn't the best set. I don't hate that set. It wasn't the best set, but I got a good clip out of that shit. Yeah. And a, two years ago, I'd be like, no, uh, one joke didn't land. I am the worst comic in the world. I should probably die. <laughs> Where's my Kurt Cobain uh, gun? I need to end this. That's but it. now I'm just like, yeah. That's I, am. I look, so like, I'll have a stinker. And, like, it happens sometimes. Sometimes, you know, the crowd's just not there. But I'll look at it, and I'll be like, I'll never watch this match again. Yeah. But then there's, like, this one cool picture from the match, and I'm like, this is sick. Yeah. And I'll share this picture. And, like, I'll share it in, like, two months. No one will ever have seen this match. And they see this cool picture of me doing a cool move. And it's well, it's worth it. At that point, it's worth mm-hmm. it. Then. Or you like got I'll, something Or I'll it. make it an 8 by 10 and I'll sell it and sell it to, you know, 60 people for In the worst match you've ever had. Yeah. It's a cool pay. You yeah. got something out of it. Yeah. And that, I think that's... Dude, I'd buy one of those 8 by 10s I'll hang it up down here. <laughs> yeah, I think that's awesome. If you got one of you with your nose gushing, I'd love to hang that I, up down I here. Would give, I'll, I'll give you one. I'll, literally, I don't have my merch in my car. Usually, I sell that it. That was my question. Do you, so, you have merch? I have a whole... So, I have a whole bunch of merch. And that one thing that I learned in wrestling is you have to treat yourself like a small business. Yeah. So, I have 8 by 10s I have trading cards. I have buttons. I have pins. I have t-shirts. I have posters. Because my wrestling character is like a director. So I have movie posters, so and I sell all the stuff. It's uh, <laughs> fucking like, awesome. Like dude. I have, I have so much merch. It's crazy, um, and I always make really good money in merch. Uh, and that's not me being cocky here. Well, you're about but, to make some more after this because uh, I already want some of that I'll shit. Just, I'll just give you it. You yeah. <laughs> it. I, I have enough. I made enough money in merch uh, the past weekend or so. I, I'll it's like comedy it. too. It's like you got to treat yourself like that because no one else. Like if, if you don't do it, no one else will. Yeah. Do you have merch, Brian? Uh, no. <laughs> but I've been... I, I was literally just thinking this. I was just like, I should just make a shirt that just says Brian Sternick. And I'm just going to walk around. Well, I, I had a couple <laughs> ideas. Was, no, it's, you know what? It'll, I'll change it. It'll say, ask me about Brian Sternick. Yeah, that's that's gonna, actually very funny. I'm going to be a billboard for Brian. Well, I, well, I thought about doing merch. My, uh, I had a, at the, the old job I had, I used to take care of intellectually disabled people. And my boss, uh, she now was you're really in comedy sweet. and you're still doing that. Yeah, I'm still doing that just on stage <laughs> for five minutes. Uh, but she made me this shirt. It was a because I'm Polish and Puerto Rican, and I don't shut up about being Puerto Rican. She made me a shirt that is a, a pierogi, and it's got a microphone on it, and it says Puerto Rican pierogi. Yo, that's awesome. And yeah, and I've thought I about making. I would wear that shirt. I'm thinking about making it like, but I wasn't financially stable. But now I'm like, I'm 
I mean, I'm still on some deck. You you know, a, the IRS that was your Twitter you. handle too for a while. Yeah, you well, shouldn't have changed it. It used I to be Ketchup King, but then I changed it to Puerto can you Rican put Pierogi. um Can you put uh, like a? It's maybe, don't be offended. Can you put like a sombrero on that pierogi, or is yeah. that just a Mexican? I think that's thing? just Mexicans. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, no, do, I don't know what the uh, Puerto, Puerto Ricans, Ricans wear hats of some sort. Yeah, they, no, yeah, no, no. No, just, they are. I, they're a I think I culture. Just, I think I just put a Puerto Rican flag in the background. And then it's a pierogi talking into a mic. What's the pierogi saying? Uh, Spanish. He's like, he's like <laughs> I'm trying to butter you guys up. Holy <laughs> 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 oh, shit! I actually might just fund that just because I think it's funny. Yeah, we'll work on the design, <laughs> and then I'll get some uh, uh, Derek pins. We can collab. Fuck yeah, <laughs> half yeah, one by one, get one half off. <laughs> I know a good T-shirt guy that's real cheap. If you get it done in one color, I got you. I'm but even with the design. Like it's just a plain T-shirt. The color, one well, color. but it's only the color is pink. Uh, okay, is the color pink? <laughs> no, the color could be any color you want, or like the guy will charge you to do multiple colors on a shirt. But the cheapest in any shirts you sell is just one color because it's just one screen. I'm, I know, I know the, I know the no loopholes. I'm sure you do. Oh, yeah. So how 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 would you assume like a Puerto Rican flag than a pierogi smiling with a microphone in its? How much? Hand, yeah. How much would you assume? I, it would be, I think, fifteen dollars for the screen for a T-shirt. Yeah. Um, you gotta buy the shirt though. Too, yeah, right? you have to buy the screen. It would be fifteen dollars, and then the shirts would probably be like three dollars to print each. So like twenty five dollars, thirty dollars. We do shirt. like if we get like wholesale, like we get a bunch of them. Like probably, I actually really like this idea. And plus, the shirts cost money though too. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Okay. You gotta pay for the well, shirts. Yeah. Well, I'm in, and I'm gonna tag you along the way on Twitter. Yeah, we'll figure <laughs> it out. The guide to making merch. <laughs> so what? Uh, so next, I. I Obviously, I know your long-term goal is to, you know, kind of get, like, you know, big contract. This is your primary gig. But, you know, wh- where, where do you want to take this in the next, like, you know, say, like, five, six years, something like that? I want to get signed to a contract somewhere um, to where I could just wrestle. That would be the perfect goal. And I think, like, I'm so close, I feel. And this is good. If someone listens to this, they're going to be like, this guy's a dick. Like, I'm working real hard, and I'm putting out the best matches I've ever put out. And I just feel like, you know, when things are going good, it's going good. It's clicking on all cylinders for me. So I think that would be the goal is to, you know, reach another level. That's If it's a contract, that would be sweet. Or if there's another level that I'm not too sure of, what's there, I want to reach that level. Yeah, you just want to, you just I, want I don't to figure think it out and move up. Yeah. yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think it's like a dig at all saying that. I mean, you're, you're still a young guy, but you still have 10 years' experience mm-hmm. in this. I mean, you, you know what you know, and you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that you're doing this every single weekend. Mm-hmm. It's not because you're good at networking. I'm sure you are, but you're also good at performing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same thing with Brian. If Brian was just like, yeah, I want to you know, do this full time, but I'm not really getting any shows now. If you're not getting any shows as a comic, it's because other comics and other people don't think you're funny. Like Again, it's it really is crazy how many parallels there really are between yeah. you know what you two are doing because there's so much of a performance and a marketing and a networking all at the same time. Um, but no, I, I I don't view it that way at all. I think it's a it's not even I don't even call it a confidence. It's a just kind of knowing where you are mm-hmm. and knowing what you can do. It's a realism. We a all realism. have to have that. Yeah. We we all do. I have to, and and you know my corporate world i have to know what i can do and what i can't do i know i need to know the things i'm good at things i'm not that's the only way you're going to keep progressing and get successful and, mm-hmm. you know we we all got to pay our bills that's it yeah for sure 
This is fucking cool, man. I'm really glad you came. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna go to the? Are you gonna go to his next match, Joe? Nacken? Hell yeah, we are. Yeah, you got it. You got a promo. This is gonna come out before. So that. Te- all right, cool. Let me pull the it's date. Because I don't know. I don't know the date. Because I'm a very horror. Well, if so you if you don't we we don't have to yet. If you just want, to, if you have you don't have to tell us the date, but to, like like what's coming up and what you have. It's, coming it's their up. biggest pay per view. I have I'm bad to pull the date up. It's <laughs> their it's biggest okay. one. It is Joe or Joe. It is it might have to come up before because it is their biggest pay per. It's their WrestleMania. Yeah. It's oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, all right. Cool. That's fine. So obviously I wrestle for Absolute Intense Wrestling, based in Cleveland here. Um, there is a smaller show that's coming up in July. So July seventh, we are having a show at the Winchester. Which will be on a Thursday. It's gonna be seven seven. Um, the, the Winchester. That's our smaller show. It's called AIW three D, which is like cool. I think it's gonna be beach themed because that's what the the wrestling poster is based off of. Bring my glasses. I think they're giving three D glasses out. Oh, that's fucking at dope. the door. So that's it'll be cool. cool. Winchester shows are always real fun. I um, love the Winchester. I'm in the main event of that show. It's me and uh, another wrestler named the Duke versus Joshua Bishop, who we talked about earlier, and then Wes Barkley. Um, but then our big show is going to be at the end of July. It's July 23rd. It's going to be at the Tadmore Shrine in Akron, which is um, right off the right off the exit for Akron. I don't know exactly where it is. I'm horrible directions. Um, and I'm in the main event of that with Joshua Bishop for the AIW Intense Championship and the Heavyweight Championship. So that's going to be the big card. If I can push any buddy to look at AIW, I want him to look at that one in Akron on the 23rd. But I wrestle every weekend. Uh, this weekend I'm wrestling in Pittsburgh at Mr. Small's Theater for Enjoy Wrestling. Um, a little bit later in the month I'm wrestling in Elizabeth, PA for International Wrestling Cartel a couple days. Uh, that'll be on my Twitter if you follow it. Um, my Twitter handle is going to be Derek underscore Dillinger. Um, I post a lot of wrestling stuff. I'm pretty active on it, so if you want to talk to me, you definitely can. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Man. I might have to go to uh, Absolution because... The well, shoot, man! That it's next, in Akron, but well, also have we have uh, uh, the. Uh, I mean, I love the Winchester. The Winchester's sweet. Those shows I do. are very intimate. Um, I, have you ever gone, Brian? To the uh, not to the Winchester show. Those I know are, some. Uh, Minoru I've seen, Suzuki was there. I've seen like, comedy. No, I've no, seen no. music there. I, I do love that place a lot. So there, uh, Minoru Suzuki is at the Odeon. Um, oh, he was at the Odeon. Yeah, yeah. But the Winchester suite, we pack it usually. It's usually real packed. Um, to where there's just two rows of seats around the stage, um, and then it's a standing room only, which is a cool vibe because um, there's only fans on like the two sides of the ring. Yeah. But it gets real packed, and like the match I'm in is probably gonna be in a crazy match. Last time, Joshua Bishop wrestled there. He ripped um, a whole bunch of the lighting trusts off of the ceiling, and he's a maniac, and I'm a maniac, so we're probably gonna go crazy. Hell yeah. I want to. I, w- I want some move of some sort. To so be the, taken this off is the, the end of July. This well, this is the Winchester beginning of July. Oh, okay, okay, okay. End of July. Me and Josh Bishop are going to kill ourselves. That's for the for, championship. Uh, for, the, for the titles. For the, for the world titles. championship. Yeah. Okay, that you got to send to me because okay. I, I mean, I'm from Akron. My family. I'll make a day of that for sure, oh, man. It's, yeah. it's going to be great. There's also like a whole bunch of stuff on that card as well that's not even announced. Um, I'm going to mess, I'm going to hit up my butt, my high school buddy. I think he'd fucking get a kick out of this oh, too. Oh, totally. <laughs> the, like I told you, I told you guys off air, the main event's going to be crazy. That's yeah. awesome, yeah. Well, that's yeah. awesome, man. Thanks again for, <laughs> for, for taking the time. I know you're busy. I know you're obviously work, regular, stupid, normal work, <laughs> and then uh, training and getting ready for stuff like this. I, I We always appreciate when anyone takes the time to, to 
to do this and come talk shit with us about the stuff you're doing and literally anything else that Brian and I happen to bring up. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped about it. I mean, it was cool hanging out with you guys. I love hanging out with Brian. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. No, we, we be drinking. We I've gotten some trouble with Derek. Can I we, got Can we mention trouble. that? I want to bring that up. Really I know quick. You're so close it. Close it. With so that. this is a long story. So I was leaving. I was, I was uh, leaving a show. Yes. I was leaving a stand-up show, and then I met up, and I was on my way home. And then I told Lexi, I was like, "Yeah, well, I'm gonna go home," and she was like, "Okay." And then I did. I, and then Steve texts me or yeah, calls yeah. me. And he goes, "Yo, it. come up, me and Derek, or we're gonna go <laughs> to like, a Who's club." Derek? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, eh, I'll have a drink with him. We went to Flatiron, and then I hung out. Ah, we, I love Flatiron. Yeah, we went to Flatiron, and we had a drink, and then we ended up going out uh, somewhere else. Steve, Steve, guy had like so. I love Steve. Steve is like the man of that area. Like he's like the mayor of that area. Yeah, he he knows every bartender, every bartender, all the all the hot chicks. So. So that's not proven. So it doesn't help the story, yeah, Derek. Hot chick, and he gets free drinks always, yeah. everywhere. He's so like, that's, that's that's what I was trying to segue from. I knew drinks. I wasn't gonna be spending money, and I was like, I hang out with Steve. I think we met. It was the first time we met. Oh yeah, it was the first and time we, we met. We Steve's really, like, yeah, I'm with my buddy Derek. He's a wrestler. I was like, oh shit, that's dope. We really hit it off. Yeah, we 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 nailed. We 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 were kind of friends instantly. And uh, I'm going to tell the whole fucking story. You'll oh, tell the God. Sacagawea coins? Uh, so, no, oh, no, not Sacagawea. <laughs> we, we did make a joke about Sacagawea coins. That was our first That was our first moment. Yeah, Sacagawea uh, coins. So I didn't tell Lexi I was coming back because I was just so, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to dry there. I'm only going to be out for an hour. Then we end up going to Flatiron, hanging out. Then we end up going to, like, Steve's like, let's go to this club. I was like, I really, fine, I'll go. And then I accidentally butt dialed. I was texting my sister. I didn't tell Lexi yet. I texted my sister uh, something, and I but I accidentally sent it to Lexi. So I start getting a bunch of calls, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I didn't tell her I was going out. <laughs> fucking shit! And then I end up calling her. She's pissed. She's like, well, "You fucking lied to me." I was like, "Well, no, I I didn't know I was going out. I meant to go text Lydia." She's like, "Why'd you tell Lydia instead of me?" And I was like, "Oh, I got myself in a pickle, an innocent pickle." I didn't realize how intense Lexi was until I met her. I was like, "Oh, shit. oh, she's dope. Uh, I love her." Uh, but then Dude, she's the fucking so coolest. so Lexi so Lexi is mad at me, Joe. Lexi is mad at me. currently no no at this moment. Oh, okay. She's obviously pissed, pissed off at me. So we end up going to, like, me, Steve, and Derek end up walking uh, by, we go to another, like, club. I think it was, like, Ivy or some shit. Or Velvet Dive Dog. Bar. Velvet Dog. So, so we're leaving Velvet Dog. We see Steve's girlfriend at the time and then her friend. So we're, I think we're trying to get into another bar. And I'm talking to the girls, like, hey, I don't know. Like, uh, so I pissed off my girlfriend. What's the best reason? <laughs> like, like, how do I fix this? I fucked up. She goes, yeah, it comes off as a big fuck up. And I was like, but I didn't. I was like, I wasn't being an asshole. And she's I like, wanna, no. Wanna, she's like, no, you were. But it comes off horrible. I want to stop here real fast. The reason why Brian pissed off his girlfriend is me and Brian were talking about this 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 guy. So this creepy dude was just dancing up onto this girl. Oh, yeah. That's and like... so whatever happened, his phone... Uh, was it talk to text? Yeah, Lexi and what? It also did that. Oh my god, I forgot about that. I also talk and texted like, yeah, like he's grinding up on her. I love coming here, yeah. but it came <laughs> off. It came off on text that I was just like creeping on chicks. But and it was this creepy. It dude. just came off. You're like, I'm coming. Yeah, I yeah. I and Lexi, coming. so Lexi's fucking confused and angry. <laughs> I totally forgot about it. I, I blasted that out of my memory. I love coming. Yeah, and that was our first time we met. We were hanging out. And I was like, babe, we're not even doing anything. We're literally sitting in the... We're standing in the corner. The most awkward guys that were <laughs> People there. People watching. Uh, she's like, according to this, you're coming. 
Wait, so this is the, this is, wait, Joe, this is the part that's fucking hilarious. So I'm asking this girl advice. We're all walking to the cars, uh, I think. We're all walking to go, I think Steve's girlfriend at the time was driving, so we were all going to go back. They were going to drop us off at Steve's car. So I'm talking to this girl, and I was like, hey, I'm trying to fix this. I'm trying to fix this. I don't, like, I, I, I come off as an asshole. I'm not being an asshole. I didn't do it. She's like, yeah, no, you're not an asshole, but you come off as one. So, yeah, that's how you can fix it. <laughs> And then Steve's girlfriend at the time goes, hey, I actually have a picture of you two from three years ago. And I was like, what? No, like three or four years ago. It was probably like, I was probably, no, I was 21. It was like six years ago. She's like six years ago or something. And I was like, no, you don't. And, and it's a picture of me, like, like, I have my arm around her and I'm smiling. And she's like, I was like, oh my God, that is me. And she's like, yeah, you guys just made out. <laughs> so I'm asking this girl I drunkenly made out with six years ago advice on how to fix my that. relationship. And she's like, yeah, I'm in, she's like, she's like, I, I, I'm engaged. And I was like, yeah, I have a girlfriend. This isn't going to work out between us. <laughs> like making a joke. And it got so weird. It was so it was that. real awkward because Steve's girlfriend at the time was really like drunk and she was being so mean too. Yeah, and like, it was just like <laughs> such a weird situation and I don't like that because like I like having fun and Steve likes having fun, but I could just tell Steve was like so Not stressed fun out anymore. and then you were so stressed out and then Steve's <coughs> girlfriend was being a bitch to me <laughs> and I don't even care she was like being a super bitch to me yeah. and I was just like confused I was like I really just want to get you know my friends and everyone was like no we're not getting my friends yeah. and I'm like alright we're not getting my friends I'll just go home really drunk yeah. I guess <laughs> I had fun because I when, when I'm in trouble like that, I'm obviously still stressed. But I, I, I you're still having fun. That, that that point in my head goes, all right. Even if I'm pissed, I'm still I'm gonna have fun because I'm so fucked. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. There's a point of no return feeling. You're like, well, I might as well ride this out. Fuck yeah. It. Yeah. But that was a that was our first night out. Me, me, Derek, and Steve, the boys. No fucking wonder you guys stayed in touch. Yeah. yeah. No, that was cool. And then, like, our last night out where we went to. I know you're trying to ride this out. I'm so sorry. No. When we went to my friends. Oh. That was that not hilarious? Oh, it was me. Oh, the place over here on 117. Yeah, yeah. so we went to my friends. <laughs> you could tell this one. So we went to my friends, and, you know, we sit down, and it's bar, in bar clothes in a booth. Um, so sitting at this booth is there's painting. And it's, like, you know, packed. It's so packed. And service there is terrible. So Brian looks, we're looking, at, Brian's looking at this picture, and we're like, what are you looking at, dude? He's like, the picture's off-center. And so he, every time he looked away, I would reach over and I would just make it a little bit more off center. And so we're we're finally eating eating our. Do we have our food at this point yet or no? I think yeah, we just got our food. Maybe we just got our food, and all of a sudden, these two girls come over to our table, and they're clearly really um really ghetto. They're just really ghetto girls, and she starts saying, "That picture is so crooked." <laughs> And she fixes it, and then she walks away, and then Brian moves it. And then, like, she sits down, and she goes, huh. She comes back over, and she moves it. And, like, her friend comes over, and she takes um takes takes one of my mozzarella sticks or something. Yeah. And it was just, like, real awkward. Wait, took one of your mozzarella sticks? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was real, it was real funny and real awkward. Some, yeah, we let it happen. It was war. okay. It, it was, like, and then Brian just kept doing it the whole time. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> the one girl added me on Instagram. The Miss Taylor Marie. Yeah, yeah. Shout, shout out, out Miss Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tag her in this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she owns her own wine company. But she was like, what? she was like, yeah. she was like, you guys funny. Yeah. Why are you guys so funny? <laughs> and I and like I did it before Steve could. I hate when people say that I'm a pro wrestler to random people because it's an awkward conversation. Yeah. I immediately go to this girl. They're stand up comedians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just you just called it out. 
That was so. Oh, I forgot about that. that. Was so funny. I'm looking for her now. Yeah, let's follow her. Tell her Brian and Derek from. I my just mentioned her on a podcast. Miss <laughs> Taylor well, Marie. I got an off her. Well, so Joe, should we close out? I obviously do the funny bus. Funny yeah. bus Clee. Funnybus.com slash Cleveland, uh, Secret Society shows on Eventbrite every yeah, Saturday again, and I, I've said this on many episodes. If you guys have not done the Funny Bus, you should. It's the fastest and funniest 90 minutes. It's it it When you hear it's 90 minutes long, you think it's going to be a while. It's not. It actually goes really fast, and you wish it was a little bit longer. Yeah. You get a break that's stopping and go to the bathroom and drink some more beers. You bring your own beer. It's a ton of fun. The Secret Society shows everyone has to get involved in following and paying attention to what's we going on. We had Mark on. Norman and Brent yeah. Terhunan. That's, um, that's it's, why on the this same is, show, independent. This is rapidly, in my opinion, becoming, if not already, kind of like the most sought-after show in the city. So yeah. for, for comedy, in terms of comics that want to be on it and people that want to watch it so please check this out check out brian we'll post more about this i think there's a a dedicated ig coming out really here soon for secret yeah. society but we'll, we'll we'll post about that and all the shows coming up to make sure that everyone's aware of that and go um, see absolute aiw's absolution yes Derek's we'll, we'll, fighting we'll for the tag belts. all this you know so fighting for the belt end of july the, this two is belt. two belt, belt end of july belt. this is a uh, very very two cool belts yeah July this was 20th. uh yeah this was great man it, it's it's cool obviously you know hearing about what you do how you got here and then again it's just it's another it's such a wildly popular industry and entertainment but you know again kind of hearing what it's like on the inside i think is a lot of people don't like really what it's like on the inside you know kind of like more on the the ground level training people helping people promoting people you know that's a i think that's a glimpse that a lot of people don't get i certainly didn't i'm s- very appreciative of it so again man i really appreciate you coming i appreciate you having me no worries man thank you uh good right. luck to you and, and brian if you guys ever go out again and this <laughs> this episode has been sponsored by my friends and ron <laughs> yeah and ron <laughs> also uh the the uh, just so everyone's aware the uh place my friends are talking about there was a murder there right during uh covid Multiple murders. Multiple murders. So these guys not only were going in there to entertain, but they were also risking their lives. Yeah, Yeah, at 3 a.m. At 3 a.m. Their food's killer. (laughs) Oh Christ! We'll end it right there. Thanks, buddy.